broadcasting the best in retro and modern gaming with your hosts, the enigmatic vintage video game geek, the incomparable Dinky Dana, and myself, John Pio of Mamecade. Welcome to Hit Reset Radio. What's going on, everyone? My name is Vintage Video Game Geek. Today is May 5th, 2012, and this is Episode 2 of the Hit Reset Radio Gaming Podcast. I'm joined this evening by my partners in crime, my YouTube brethren. I'm, of course, referring to my two excellent co-hosts, Dinky Dana and John P.O., a.k.a. Mamecade. How's it going, fellas? Excellent. Going pretty well. What have you guys been up to since the last podcast, John? Um, yeah, so I went to the theater and I just got home <laughs> after watching <laughs> Wrath of the Titans. And those theater seats are so uncomfortable, I have a crick in my neck. Was it in 3D? No, it was kind of blurry and kept going out of focus, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good movie. You so- heard all the people in the theater talking. Um, okay. Well, I saw the first one, and I thought it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I really had no desire to go back for more, because, you know, I, I kind of learned my lessons with the Transformer movies. I just kept oh. going back like an idiot, thinking <laughs> that the next one was going to be better, and they just kept getting worse. Yep. And, yep. by the way, I just read on the internets that uh, they hired the same writer that did... Oh part two and three they hired the same guy to write part four so that just sealed the deal for me i'm, I'm not going near it no. you sure you're gonna be able to resist oh absolutely <laughs> i i almost didn't go to three but the only reason i went was that i was i was at this like week-long boring conference and i had nothing else to do so yeah. I, I went to go see it and i almost walked out of the theater like 10 times <laughs> were you like a fan of the animated series Oh, yeah. I mean, I lived on it. I, you did? Oh, yeah. I loved it. So is that the reason why you, you don't like the movies? Like, a kid today who doesn't know anything about Generation 1 Transformers, they're going into it only by the Michael Bay movies. They have a totally different perspective of what you're carrying. No, I don't think that's it. I, I just think the movies <laughs> suck. <laughs> I agree with you, pal. <laughs> they do. Um... Well, if we're talking about movies, I just saw Gran Torino last night with Mrs. Geek. That's like a decent it? movie. Uh, yeah, I really did like it. Did you see it, John? No. I did drive one years ago, but no, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You, you should see it. Um, it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he... I don't, I don't think he wrote it, but he directed it. And, I mean, he's just awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like... I don't know, Dinky, how would you describe it? Um, I don't know. It was, it was just more of a drama. I yeah, guess, yeah. But, but I, it, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I think it was, I think it was pretty good. I would yeah, recommend it to people. I would too. Um, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a real character driven story and it's just about this old guy and he like is from Detroit and he kind of has lived in the same house mo- most of his life and and it's just about how the neighborhood has changed and like some of the problems that with kids and gangs and he he ends up like friending these these kids and and uh but yeah it's 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 a really good movie if you, if you happen to see it or you know pick it up or whatever on Netflix or whatever you kids do these days it's yeah good. and <laughs> if if we're discussing movies i just saw last night i saw the avengers 
Oh, oh did how you was see that? it? Really? Uh, it was pretty good. I saw it in 3D, and if I was going to tell people to check it out, I would I would definitely recommend seeing it in 3D. It was pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, the Hulk in there was, was really good because the original Hulk movie wasn't very good that came out. Right. And they did a great job changing that up. And it, it, it had a lot of humor, and the action was really good. I, I liked it a lot. I would definitely go see it. Was it filmed in real 3D? Yeah, I think so because there were a lot of things that really came out of the screen at you, so it looked like it was designed for 3D. Nice. And I was debating between going to the IMAX or the 3D, and I went with the 3D, and I think it was a good decision. So, pretty cool movie, especially if you read all the comic books and stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I'm actually a few movies behind. I haven't seen Captain America or Thor yet, so I want to see those first. My buddy has them on Blu-ray. He's going to let me borrow them. And yeah, I, I really like Captain America, too. That was, aside from aside from this one, I'd probably say that the Captain America was my favorite out of the, what do they have, five movies for, for total? Uh, what do you mean? Because, like, there was the Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man 1 Captain and America. 2. Iron yeah. Man 1 and 2, The Incredible Hulk, so that's three, and then they did... Captain America and Thor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, definitely go check it out. It, it was a cool movie. And there were some parts in there where, oh, man, the Hulk, he had some great scenes. <laughs> that's what I heard. I read, like, a brief review of it. Um, yeah, I don't even they, want to they say They talked anything, up but the it, Hulk, like, quite it, a bit. It was some, like... Holy crap! Did that just happen? Type stuff. Right, so so now that they have like a Hulk movie that actually works, like a Hulk that people enjoy, are they going to make a, a new Hulk based on you know? The, I forget the character that plays Doctor Banner. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're going to the do a spinoff. They're like Mark Ruffalo or whatever. Right. Yep. I, I read they. I read they signed him to like six picture deal. That's Whoa. cool. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, I saw they had a trailer for. The new Spider-Man. They're going to be remaking the Spider-Man. Boo. And I, and I swear... Well, the movie looked... It looked really good. Boo. And I swear... I sw- did you not like the first ones? I did like the I first did. ones. Yeah. And, and I, I'm boycotting this because they're they're rebooting it again. And it really annoys me. Because I feel like I they just... The Tobey Maguire ones just... It feels like they just came out. And now they're redoing it again. See, I, I thought that went downhill. The first one was pretty good. But I didn't like the other ones as much. Eh. I swear, someone was disappointed and said, "I don't know." Stan Lee probably said, "I didn't like those, and he's going to make a new one." <laughs> well, I'm I'm just sick of the reboots. If if they would have made this, if they would have had the different actor and they would have called this Spider-Man Four, then I would have been there. But because they're doing this origin thing over again, I'm tired of it. Right. Yeah. It it looked pretty pretty good though. I think it's going to be a good good version. Well, you can so go, we'll see. You can go see that, and <laughs> uh, and you can go see. Um, Transformers 4 and uh, tell us how it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and other other than that with gaming related, I got a couple things that went on this month. The first thing is they announced that they're going to have the Zelda 25th anniversary uh symphony concert here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to go over to Philly and I looked it up and they it was on a Wednesday. So, I was pretty disappointed about that and they didn't have it listed for Pittsburgh and they sent me out an email for a pre-order before the public and I bought it like within five minutes, I got two. They're they're not the front row; it's the second row, right in the center. And I just bought them immediately. I don't even know who I'm gonna go with, but I was like, I'm not gonna miss out on some good seats on that. So I got that. It's at the end of June. That should be pretty exciting. Cool. And then uh, I also got an HD capture card, so I'm I'm really looking forward to capturing some HD footage. And I'm gonna try try and do some streaming. I tried it about a year ago. 
and my my computer just wasn't handling it. So I'm gonna try and try and get some streaming going now with HD, and hopefully it'll work. That should be pretty fun. Nice. Which capture card did you invest in? I got a Hapog like HD PVR. Good. It was one I I, I had gotten one a while ago, I, like probably a year year and a half ago, and it, I mean it. I could see that it was recording in HD real well, but my computer just couldn't handle it, so I returned it, and then I've been using the the standard definition capture, and I'm, I'm really excited to try this one out because I don't know, it's a lot different if you're with with the standard definition. And, and on my old computer, I didn't have a massive hard drive. So I'd have to play maybe a half hour, an hour, and then stop it and, you know, do whatever I wanted to do with the footage. Where this, my new computer has a terabyte hard drive, so I'll just be able to let it run for a couple hours while I'm playing and then come back and pick and choose what what uh, scenes I want and stuff, you know? And, and Dinky, you were, you were also a guest on Operation Kill Screen uh, last week. Yeah, you want to talk uh, about that? Yeah, I love their podcast. They're so funny. Uh, yeah, and they invited me to be back on for to talk about my website a little bit and also hit reset radio, and which I really appreciate. That that was a huge help. Uh, just just getting some people to come over and check out the site and check out the podcast. So I appreciate that, guys. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun over there. Tim had this cool game that he had on there, which I sucked at. You guys <laughs> both listened to it, right? Of course. <laughs> he, had a, he had a segment where he had he played video game music backwards from the original Nintendo, and you had to guess what it was. And I was terrible at it. I didn't even get Contra and Zelda. Holly, Holly got it so fast. It was in like the first two beats of Contra. Yeah, Holly's good. <laughs> He was good. Mike was, but Mike actually won the thing. I was, I was really impressed by him. Yeah. I, I left him a comment in the forum, and I was like, he's like friggin' uh, Rain Man or something. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. gotta give Holly credit because she was a risk taker. She would throw an answer out even if she had a hint of it. Meanwhile, Mike was very conservative. Different ways of playing the game. Yeah, yeah I'm so play. glad I at least got Blades of Steel. I would have been really disappointed if I didn't get any of them. <laughs> yeah, that's your game. Oh. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was a nice nice little mix up that he came up with, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun over there. I always I always liked chatting with all of them. Uh, Dinky, that reminds me. I I uh, I wanted to ask you: Do you have Blades of Steel for the original Game Boy? No, I don't. Okay, so because I, I'm used, gonna, I'm I gonna used s- to have it, but I don't anymore. All right, well, I'm gonna send it to you, and uh, and I'll do that as soon as you send me. <laughs> Uh, Eternal Darkness. <laughs> I know. For everyone, everyone. I don't know if they all listened to the first episode, but I was talking about Eternal Darkness. And the two days after we recorded it, my friend was out at the flea market, and he ran into it, and he bought it. And I went over and saw it, and I was saying, oh, I was just talking about that, and I'll send it over to Vintage. And I keep forgetting. I, I need to just put it in my car, because the only time I can go to the post office really is either on the weekends or maybe on a lunch break if I if I take a little bit longer. And I just keep forgetting, and I you gotta you gotta remind me. I can do that. I I definitely want to send it out to you. I'll just text <laughs> you, and uh, I'll just email you every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to getting it, and I want to kind of give it a go and, and and give you my kind of first impressions of it. You know, after your excellent review last episode. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and I just too, I I did want to thank you know Tim and Mike and Holly, um, and you know I'm a huge fan of OKS, and I was you know busting Tim's balls a little bit last time, uh-huh. and uh, but yeah, all in good fun, and uh, they're definitely you know very good friends of ours, and uh, definitely you guys should check them out if if there's some 
small chance that you haven't already heard of them. Yeah, and if you want to look them up, you can just either type into Google Operation Kill Screen mm-hmm. or on, on the podcast page on my site, thinkydana.com. I put a little little tab on the right where you can click on their podcast and some other some other podcasts that we like listening to. Yep. And uh, included in there is is also all gen gamers and want to thank um, John GameStraight81. Uh, he gave us a brief mention on their on their last episode and, and that was really helpful. I really appreciate that. Thanks, John. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Plus I'm gonna be OKS's next victim. Um, I mean guest. <laughs> so- I, I- I mentioned you on there, and I I know Tim's gonna love that because he he really likes all the all the uh, pinball and arcade machines. He's just been getting into arcade machines and you know fixing them up and all that. So he's he's gonna really be asking you some good questions. I think so. That'd be cool. Yeah, we were emailing each other, and I said to him, uh, "Whatever will we be talking about?" And he's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> so so it'll it'll be an interesting. Uh, you know, I I don't have many people that I can talk about arcade games and pinball machines so this is going to be a, a really exciting thing for me too because i feel sometimes you know out of place because all my friends are more of the genesis era the nintendo era and though i played those games that's not my strong point because i was dating at the time and chasing skirts and i wasn't really focusing on the <laughs> gameplay yeah <laughs> so like there's these huge gaps in in my life during the 90s so it'll be fun so I'm I'm digging this like it's a huge love fest between OKS and HRR and <laughs> it's good what stuff. was what was Holly saying a bromance? Oh yeah, yeah. Tim and I have a bromance. <laughs> I was Holly, Holly. Yeah. John, what do you got going on? Anything gaming wise or uh how's how's Mrs. Pio doing? Is she uh Oh, about man. ready to uh, throw in the towel here. She was scaring me this afternoon because she's holding her stomach and she's saying, "Oh, I'm getting all these pains." And for those who don't know, I'm having a baby in like a week and a half or something like that. So uh, she's been complaining about all kinds of pains, and and I'm like, "Listen, if it happens tonight, I have to do a recording of a podcast. You know, <laughs> you, you got to hold back for at least two more hours." Yeah. So, in, in all seriousness, if you have to go, you know. Dinky and I can can uh, can carry on with the show. Yeah. <laughs> you can you you'll just have to call us. You have Skype on your. You said you have it on your iPhone, right? You can I, Skype us in. I have it on in. my iPhone. I have it on my All cell right. phone. We so can do if... like breaking news, like updates <laughs> from the hospital or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I like Tim. Tim joking about that too because he was kind of teasing us about the first episode when you said you'd. He's like, yeah, is he going to do a review of the birth? Maybe, dude. I would love to. I, that would be so awesome, and I'll do it just like a video game. It would be great. <laughs> so have you been doing any any gaming in between, you know, massaging your wife's feet and getting her, like, pickles and peanut butter or whatever she's eating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I've been putting up some reviews uh, on uh, my personal channel, and I've been looking at some Sega Genesis stuff. And not that I have any Sega Genesis on my channel at the moment, but uh-huh, uh-huh. I think I might be convinced to start looking at some of these games and maybe doing a review or two. Oh, nice. And the one that I, I fired up uh, recently was the, the Pirates of Dark Water. You oh. remember, that? remember yeah. that cartoon, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Yep, I, I absolutely do. Uh, on Saturday mornings. Yeah, and... that was an excellent... It was like one of the last cartoons that Hanna-Barbera did before their going into Cartoon Network and their right. breaking up of that old organization. And they, they really put everything they could into that animated series. I mean, the animation was above and beyond what 
you would expect from Hanna-Barbera at that time. Anyway, Sega made a game, and they did a very good job. I think it was a Sunsoft game, and I'm having a really good time playing that. So that might be my first review uh, of nice. the Sega Genesis game, so I'm what, playing that at the moment. What is it like? Is it kind of like, like a platformer, or what's the... Yeah, it's a platformer, mm-hmm. and if you remember the original cartoon, right? Um, basically the premise is there's this black murky ocean that's growing and it's kind of a, a sentient ocean that's consuming the whole world and you could play uh, a prince named Ren and there is a girl, I can't remember her name, and then a pirate named Ios. Anyway, you got three characters that you can switch between. Each one has their own strengths and it's a solid platformer and the graphics are really good and they have uh, a lot of things from the show I and mean, you would expect it, but they did a very good job at keeping it really fresh and looking fantastic. I'm having a good time. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not going to give it away. I mean, those of you that probably know it, know what I'm talking about, but yeah. this is a really fun game. Yeah. Wow. Look forward to your review on that. Mm. Yeah, I'll be kind of excited if you, uh, to see some console console reviews on your channel, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get into your world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it's lonely. nice, too, because you don't want to be forced to only do one thing, you know, and if, if you feel like you want to do something, try it out, see how you like it, and then um, see what the reaction is, you know? Mm-hmm. I've done some Commodore 64 stuff, you know, I've done the Mamecade stuff, and I've done other things and rants and raves. It's just one more thing, you know, do some Atari, I did some Atari stuff as well, so why not? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Any other gaming stuff? Who, me? Um, oh, thank you. E- either of you guys. Yeah, for me, I finished up that Shoot Many Robots. My cousin and I were playing that, and we, uh, I went through and got 100% on that, five-starred all the levels, and that was a lot of fun, maxing out my character and did by you the end, just owning everything. Did you end up figuring what the game was about? Yeah, or? I shot yeah. a bunch of robots, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> good, and then I was, I was looking up a couple more things on it, and I found that a lot of the, a lot of the art from that game was made by the same people as Borderlands. And I have thought about trying to play Borderlands before and just never really got around to it too much. I rented it a long time ago. And I decided to go out and pick that up because I like shoot shoot many robots a lot. So I've been playing through that a lot, doing co-op and going through the missions, and I, I'm really liking it. And the trailers for Borderlands 2 look really good. So I'm kind of going to play through that, get prepared for for the next one coming out. And I got the I got the Game of the Year one, so it has all the DLC of already already contained in it, so pretty good deal. And then I also picked up Kid Icarus for the 3DS, which, oh, the 3D is so good. I love 3D, and they do a really nice job with it, because you're flying around, and then you have to, like, you'll be flying straight, and then you drop down through these caverns and things, and the 3D is pretty remarkable for it, so. Hmm. Haven't played a ton of that. I picked it up just recently, so I'm going to try and try and get through that one, too. Cool. So what you been playing? Well, uh, I have a couple pickups here. Um, speaking of Genesis, I actually picked up a sequel to Gunstar Heroes, and it's on the Game Boy Advance. It's called Gunstar Superheroes. And I've been wanting this game for a long time, and one came up on eBay. It was like, buy it now for like 7 bucks, free shipping. So I just jumped on that right away. And nice. this game... Is this it game just is cartridge? It is just the cartridge. Yeah, when it comes to my my uh, handheld games, I'm I I'll just take the cart. I don't. I have like a couple box games, but like hardly 
none at all. Yeah. But yeah, just just for the cart and you know the cart itself is in great shape and uh oh, so fun. I just love this game. <laughs> it it looks so amazing too. How do you um, compare it to the Genesis version? I mean, it's better. It definitely is better. Oh yeah, really? Um I'll it, check that one out. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these things where they just took the concept of the original one and they just improved upon it. Um yeah, I mean, some of the levels are, they kind of have this 3D look to them, and, and then there's the classic side-scrolling, and it's just a beautiful game. I, I've only played, like, the first couple levels of it, but, I mean, I played it on my advance, and I just, I can tell, hooking it up to the Game Boy player on, uh, you know, on the GameCube, it's it's probably just going to be awesome, so that's going to be on my to-do list. Um, mm. I also got on eBay... Uh, Tomb Raider for the Sega Saturn. I got this complete. It's in great, great shape. Got, I'm kind of on a Tomb Raider kick lately. Yeah, because you said you got the PlayStation ones. A yeah, while yeah. Ago too, I picked right? up the PlayStation ones, so I'm kind of like, uh, I'm kind of like on the hunt, and I've decided to get all the, uh, yeah, all the you know different versions of you know for the systems that I have. So, yeah, I, I got this one, and it's pretty cool. I, I played the first level and shot shot a bear. <laughs> I actually felt bad about it too. <laughs> you know, I think Peta's getting to me. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have a hissy fit over that. I shot I shot up some, you know, wolves or whatever they are, like the coyotes yeah. and, and then the bear and... I remember first playing Tomb Raider. I was I couldn't believe it. It was really cool back then. Running yeah. around just exploring. Absolutely. And and I you know, this one I think came out after the PlayStation One. But yeah, I think I, it did too. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, comparing them, I think they're they're pretty similar. But it would be interesting to kind of. I should do a comparison with the PlayStation One version. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, also, what I've been doing um, is I kind of went through my PS2 collection. Every so often, I don't know if you do this, Dinky, but every so often I'll go through my 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 games and I'll be like, you know. Am, do I really want these games? You know, like, sometimes I have some, I don't really play them, and sometimes I have games that I don't really remember what they are. what they are. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got, like, a big stack, and I went through, I ended up finding, like, some really, real stinker games that, um, that I played. One, one is called Dark Angel Vampire Apocalypse. <laughs> that um, sounds like a pretty awesome title. Yeah, I mean, you probably never heard of these schemes. <laughs> no. I paid two ninety. I still have the stickers on this. I got this at, for like two ninety nine, and it, it, it's it's kind of like a third person. Like I don't know how to describe. It's kind of like an RPG. Actually, yeah, there's three games here that I'm getting rid of, and they're all RPGs. So what are you doing, tossing them on eBay? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to put them in my... Tr- I have, like, a pile where I put... I, I have for, like, trades and... Because I don't really think anybody's going to want these on eBay. <laughs> but, I don't know. If you're interested, message me. Maybe maybe we'll do a trade. But, yeah, these are complete. Um, And this game just is terrible. And then and then there's these two other ones. And, uh, and they're both made by the same company called Age Tech. A-G-E-T-E-C... And I actually, I actually have meant to look them up and see if they're like still in business or not because these games are just horrible. One is Evergrace, um, and one is called Eternal Ring. And again, I only, I think I had got these at GameStop for, you know, two ninety nine a piece, and they're just, 
the this Eternal Ring is like a first person RPG. So yeah. and it's kind of like a dungeon crawler looking thing, but I don't know. It was just I mean, the it's trying to be like Final Fantasy, I guess, because on the back of it it says who said fantasies had to be final? <laughs> dum dum dum. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. And I think that's probably why I bought it initially because of yeah. that cheesy line on the back. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, you They felt- deceived you. But uh yeah, if one of you wouldn't mind, could could you could you check and see what's going on with age tech real quick and I'm going to I'll keep going. I've got some actually decent ones that I that I found that I had in my collection. Um one of them is by Midway. It's called Legion uh, uh Legion the Le- Legend of Excalibur. And actually I I picked this one and I wanted to talk about it just to show that I I don't I'm not a total RPG hater. Although generally I don't like them. But this one actually was pretty cool. Um and it's about, you know, King Arthur and Merlin and um, you know, Excalibur. <laughs> and it's it's again, it's kind of like a third person um RPG and you go around and you know fight bad guys and there's magic and, and this actually this is one that I think I probably could get into. Um two more here. You guys ever hear of a game called Airblade for the PlayStation 2? No, I haven't. Um no. Yeah, it's 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 one of these cheap another cheap title. I paid 3.99 for this. It's by Namco. And if you guys if you guys ever um had dreamed of of riding a hoverboard like Back to the Future 2, heck yeah. You absolutely have to get this game. It is awesome. Say the name again. Airblade, one okay. word. I PS2. guarantee you it's going to be super cheap on eBay. Um it is so cool. It's like the the story of it is like you're this kid and somehow you you get mixed up with these government agent types or whatever and somehow you fall into possession of this it's like an experimental hoverboard and it's called the Airblade. And like, you know, all these guys are all these bad guys are trying to chase after you. I don't know if they're government or, but they're from some organization and they're trying to like kidnap you and take the air blade. And it's so cool. It's so, you know, you do tricks and stuff and you go around and you like knock, you know, you like knock the guys out with that. You know, like you hit them with the hoverboard and <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's a fun little game. And then the last one I, I picked up uh, and played again was called sled storm. And this is, like, by EA. It's totally like Hydro Thunder, but with snowmobiles. Yeah, those Hydro fun- Thunders are fun. Yeah, so th- if you like snowmobiles and you like Hydro Thunder, I would recommend um, picking up this game. If you like hovercrafts, pick up this. If you <laughs> yeah. like snowmobiles, pick up that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think just that brief description sold me. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna actually. Who doesn't like snowmobiles? This. I'm gonna buy this right now. Actually, it's a. It's for dollar forty nine. Buy it now, complete. What sled storm? No, the uh, airblade. Air yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out, and, and I'd be interested to hear what you think of it. Hey, vintage that age tech is that A G E T E C? Yes, that is the one. Yeah, okay. I looked that up. They're actually doing uh. Uh, Way of the Samurai Three for PlayStation Three, which I've Get been hearing. Yeah, I've been hearing people people kind of like that series and stuff. So, um, it's still TG Apulius on on YouTube mentioned the Way of the Samurai game. So, I yeah, love there's that they're still doing stuff. Yep, 
Oh, God. Well, I'm sure it's going to suck then. I don't know. Yeah, people... (laughs) They've been doing stuff since the 90s. I'm looking at their library. It's huge. I am shocked that they're still in business, quite honestly. Unless I just played the two worst games they ever made. Well, yeah, I'm reading here. They say that uh, on Wikipedia, it says they're they're best known for bringing Japanese titles to the U.S., including Armored Core and the Kingsfield series. There you go. And RPG Maker and Fighter Maker, so... Well, I, I wish them the best of luck because I, I love Way of the Samurai. Uh, I have one and two on, on the PS2. And yeah. They're, they're they're fun little quirky games. Yeah, and like you were saying before, I, I, don't, I don't do that at all. When you said you're going through and then you get rid of games, I have a problem. I just, I do not get rid of anything unless I have a duplicate of it. So I, you're a hoarder. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that, a video game hoarder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I just... Uh, I don't know. Once they're in my collection, I just like having them there. I don't know. I don't like taking stuff out. Now, I do I do, do a lot of trades with, if I have duplicates, because right. going out to the flea market, I do end up with a ton. So like you were saying, I had a box of all the duplicates, and then I, I usually try to do trades um, instead of selling on eBay. It's a lot of fun doing it that way. So. Yep. But, uh... Well, that's all for me. Do you guys have anything else? Well, back in the day... Back in like in the 2000s, early 2000s, for some reason I got involved like selling clothes. My wife was selling clothes on eBay, and we we had a business license. And I hooked up with some company that you can buy actual games that were coming out at the time in mm-hmm. bulk. And I would buy all these games and then sell them on eBay for you know pennies of profit. It wasn't even worth it. But I still have like a ton of old PSP games still, you know, wrapped up, never opened, that I never sold. I just put them in a box. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, boxing games, sports, which, of course, go for a dime a dozen. But I've got tons of games that I don't even know what's in there. Sometimes I do giveaways on on Mamecade just because I've got these titles and I'm not going to play them, and they're not open, they're still sealed, and I just give them away. Yeah. I should go through the list and see if there's anything you need. You know what you should do? The the way I found the most fun with doing trades and stuff like that, I put up a video, and I had people do video responses and recommend three, whatever whatever they wanted, really, three movies, just some sort of entertainment, three, three movies, three games, or three anime series. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of people sent in, sent in uh, video responses, and then what I did is everybody who left a comment on the video... Uh-huh. Would get entered, ed- entered. Their name would be entered once, and then I would put all the names into a hat or whatever, yeah. and pull them out. And if you did a video response, you would get five additional ones, mm-hmm. so they could have six chances at winning. And it was a lot of fun. I, I really had a lot of fun watching all the videos and yep. watching the movies that people recommended. Got some, got some good recommendations. Yeah, yeah I, I love contests. I remember that. I actually entered that contest. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I didn't win though. I was surprised how many people uh, <laughs> posted video responses. So. I, I'd like to do that again sometime. I have to go out to the flea market and get more duplicates. <laughs> Vintage did a great uh, contest for his Dreamcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm planning to do another one if I ever hit ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to do that. Where like you know I like to give away consoles and stuff. I think that's fun. You know I had to private that video because uh, my response to you. If those who don't know, you know Vintage had this lonely. Dreamcast that needed a home 
So right. not that I wanted to win, but I just wanted to break his chops. So I, I got my Dreamcast and I put makeup on it and made it look really cute and sexy. And then I <laughs> wrote some copy and I gave it to my wife and I said, read this as sexy as you can, mm-hmm, as if it mm-hmm. was a dating service reply. And, and she did it and there was a lot of like sexual innuendos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> That which sounds kind of so right. Yeah, I'd love which, to. I gotta watch that. Which no, kind of I have support. to send you the link because I had to take it down because I was yeah. getting a lot of stuff. Like people were saying nasty things about my wife. I had to take it down. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what I was saying last episode? Nope. Uh, not a clue. This kind of this kind of like you know you know supports my case. Nope. Don't know what you're saying. What I was saying. <laughs> Although you're the one collecting all the all the Tomb Raider games for some strange reason. <laughs> I'm definitely a fan of the. Uh, exaggerated female physique. <laughs> I, I heard that uh, for the new ones, I hear they're making her more, like, realistic, and I'm totally against that. Yeah, I think they are. For, for the record. <laughs> a good reason. Uh, oh, one more thing I forgot I wanted to tell you guys. I actually played a PlayStation Vita for, for the first time um, a couple weeks ago. I went to Best Buy. What'd you and, think? Um... I wasn't impressed. Wow. Well, I guess they had that, uh, what's that game, um, with the guy, and he... <laughs> Uncharted? Yes, Uncharted. Oh my god, he yes. got it. Wow. <laughs> that is the clue. Uh, it, you said it. that guy, yeah, of right. course I know. I know what that is. That was it. It was Uncharted whatever. Well, what else is the there on that system? Vita. There's no titles. And I felt like it, it I felt like I just played, like, the first, you know, I don't know, ten minutes of it, but I felt like the load times were extremely long. And the graphics, I thought, weren't much better than a PS2. So, I know. I know I'm in the minority here, but... I was like, eh, I don't need this... I don't need this device. I'm, I'm happy with my Game Boy Advance. Nintendo DS. <laughs> I don't know, I, I have a PSP, and... There are some really good games on there, but it, I didn't play it a ton enough to warrant me buying the PS Vita. So I might I might later on once there are a good amount of titles that I want to play on it, but I, I held off for it off the start. I think that's what a lot of people are uh, looking forward to at the E3 conference of what the Vita has in store for the future and what Sony's going to do because they're losing money like crazy right now on that system. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to be announcing for that. I mean, mm. I'd really like to see some some good titles. And the nice thing about it is, I'm a I'm a huge RPG fan, and that's where a lot of the RPGs are going. So that's one good thing about it. Because I mean, on on the consoles, there aren't that many traditional turn based RPGs that are really coming out. So if you want to play them, you either have to go to the PS PSP, and I'm assuming that the PS Vita will have a lot of them too. And the Nintendo DS, they had a lot on there. So that's one that's one good thing. I know a lot of people. I see a lot of unboxings and things where they have these nice limited editions of of rpgs which is really cool and i think it's helping its sales but i don't know what they're going to show at e3 for it when is this e3 occurring i think it's june 4th soon very soon yeah it's like the the monday tuesday and wednesday maybe thursday that that week and and what is what does e3 stand for uh it's like entertain electronic entertainment expo i think okay all right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the three E's. So this probably will. Yeah. So maybe next time we'll. It'll be after E three. Yeah, I'd like to. Well, I think normally if we're recording when we normally would, it would yeah. be during that time. 
pretty mm-hmm. much, or maybe even just a little bit before. So we'll hold off and give our opinions on that. I was thinking about maybe if we could shoot for the first Thursday of every month as kind of our general target. And then if we, you know, if we have to, like, you know, we were going to record Thursday, but I, I couldn't do it. So, you know, now we're doing it Sunday night. We can be flexible, but we could do it after E3. Now, are are you one of those people, Dink, that you actually will log on to... Um, you know, on the internet and watch the conferences online. Oh yeah, I totally do. Um, I'm See, really hoping because I mean, obviously, I can't be watching that while I'm at work, and I'm not going to call off work for it. But I probably, I mean, I'm able to listen to podcasts and stuff while I'm working and everything. So I'll probably pull it up and listen to the audio while I'm while I'm at work. And I don't know, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I always love watching them live and. Mm-hmm. Some some of them are really disappointing, but if you get something real real exciting, it's fun. So I mean, I don't really know much about it because I'm not into the new stuff. But are there any big expectations? Are there any rumors of big announcements or anything like that? The main thing I'm looking forward forward to, and probably everyone else too, is the Nintendo Wii U. I'm hoping they're going to really show some solid demos and have people be able to play it and see what the power's like on it because it's going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I'm I'm real curious about the controller too, because there were a couple different rumors about. Uh, there's a there's a company called Haptech, and they have they've developed on the touch screens where they can have textures. So when you touch the touch screen, you can feel like if it's supposed to feel like rock, your fingers will feel like they're moving on rock on the touch screen. And it's rumored that Haptech's registered a booth with Nintendo. So I don't know if they're putting that onto the controller for the Nintendo, but I'm really excited for it. I think that'd be really cool. It wouldn't even be a main feature that would seriously affect the gameplay. But it'd be cool if- Is it a gimmick? I mean, really, how is that going to change the game much? Well, a lot of the cool things that I saw with it, I mean, they could they could probably be doing stuff where you know, because I'm assuming that they'd have the controller where you could look around and almost use it as a portal into the screen, kind of like with the 3DS. I can spin around in real life. In the game, I'll see the 360-degree rotation wherever I'm looking. So I'm thinking that they're going to use the controller, and you could look around and, you know, kind of look around the environment of the game. And let's wait, say... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. You're going to spin around in real life? Well, no, you wouldn't. Like, I- like, like uh, in Zeldas and stuff, you can use the 3DS... And you can you can move it up to the right when you're like okay. sl- shooting a slingshot or something, right. and it, it 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 does help a little bit. I mean, it's not a major feature because it's not that hard to do it with the D pad or anything. But I mean, it's it's nice to be able to if I want to look up to the right a little bit, I just hold it up there. And um, so I mean, they could probably do stuff where you're looking on walls and then you could feel a crack in the wall or something. But the the main reason that I think they'd use it, I saw a couple demos from this Haptech where they were just discussing things that it could do, and they had, like, chess boards. And when you... It would be a chess board, but it would be, obviously, a touch screen. And when you move the piece, it feels like you could touch the piece. So you, it would feel like you're moving a real physical piece on the board, which could be pretty cool. And then, also, um, they, they said they have it to the extreme where they could have you moving your finger on the screen... And they could just stop your finger, and it would stick to the screen, and you wouldn't be able to pull it off. I mean, they they wouldn't want to <laughs> be doing... That doesn't sound good, man. 
They wouldn't. Well, yeah, I know they were saying that's the like max capability. But I'll tell you what, if I was playing a horror game and I had to do that, and then something grabbed my finger, I'd be scared as hell. I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that. I because what I read is it controls the friction of your finger on the screen. So it's so good that they can, like you said, you can feel a crack because your finger will glide across the screen with the friction that makes you think that there's a a wall, and then you'll feel the crevice by manipulating those. We're going to say pixels, but they're not pixels. Whatever the whatever they call it on the plate there. Yeah. But uh, as for holding your finger on a screen, I just cannot see how that ever could happen. Well, the way I was reading up on it, they were kind of ref- referring to when you rub a balloon on your hair, and then you pull uh, it away, and it, the electrons attract towards each other. So, like that's, static electricity? Yeah, and that's more what I thought that they were doing with it. So, if they wanted to, they could create so much that it would pull your finger towards the screen which obviously they would never want to do that in real practice but i thought it was pretty cool that they would be able to so now, now this is just a rumor at this moment or is it confirmed i uh, it's i it's just a rumor right now okay. i don't believe i don't believe any of this yeah, it I, sounds like witchcraft to me <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh I, i'm still curious about it well I've been reading about this technology more on tablets and the implications that you could use in applications for uh, for learning, like the disabled, for the blind. Uh, it might be some way that a new 21st century Braille or some other function, but more on that aspect. And it's based on vibrations, so slight and minuscule vibrations that if you put a quarter on it, it won't leave da- dancing on the screen, but you can certainly feel it with your hands, and you could feel patterns and gradients and all kinds of different things. Um, so what I would like to see is if uh, posing it to the listeners out there, this technology, if it's if it's coming, what applications would you like to see it used for? Other than gaming, or even within the gaming world, how could you see it enhancing the game? Because if it doesn't enhance the game, don't bother doing it. So I'd love yeah. to see that on our, our forums or on our messages so we can see what, what you guys think about that technology. Yeah, um, uh, with the whole Wii U, they, I'm real curious just to see how much power it's going to have, too. Because everyone's always, you know, they're, they're so far behind in the in the graphics and they don't have HD or anything like that. So with this coming out, the real question for me is whether they're going to have enough power to not only compete with the Xbox 360 and the PS3, but they need to be above that. So when they come out with their new consoles, they're still going to be able to compete and not be the the lower graphic console for another generation. So I I'm but, I don't know. I think but I that read didn't some hurt interviews. We really in the grand scheme of things, the Wii did a very good job against the current generation it kept right up even though it didn't have the firepower that they had yeah i read an i read an article an interview and i forget who who it was with but he was saying that they realized that they they changed their focus for the nintendo wii and it worked they attracted a lot of people that would have never played video games and i mean it 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 definitely worked i know a lot of people that never played video games and they picked up wii sports and they loved it and went out and bought a wii so it did their strategy did work but they said that they acknowledged that they lost the hardcore gamers and they're trying to kind of get that back a little bit and i'm hoping that they really try and balance it and focus on that and uh, i don't know some of the some of the things they're showing look pretty good and the graphics look good and Another thing with their controller that I think will be kind of interesting, it's not even a major feature, but they say that um, someone was playing the Batman Arkham City that they're going to have on there, and he was bringing up small 
small things that kind of added to the game. Did you guys play the Batman games on Xbox or PS3? Yes. So you know how they had the, the detective vision where you can yeah. see see through the walls and things? They were saying that they, they may implement things where on the screen would be that detection mode. Mm-hmm. Because basically when I played through the game, I was in that all the time because that was the more more advantageous way to play the game. And they said that they might have that on the screen or maps and things like that if you're playing through Zeldas or something. You wouldn't have to pause the game to go into menus. They would just be on the on the hand on the controller screen, which would be pretty cool. I mean, it's not nothing that's really going to improve the gameplay greatly, but it's small things like that that just kind of make things a little more seamless and could be cool. Well, i got to leave it to Nintendo for innovating. They always innovate and come up with things that blindsides people, and then there are other people who are always trying to catch up. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Nintendo unveils and what the competition's answer to it. Um, Dinky, you had mentioned to me that Sony and Microsoft will not be announcing the next gen at this year's E3. I'm hoping that you're wrong, and they're just saying that so that they can kind of deflect uh, the focus away from them and then unveil this great surprise. Um, do you know I anything so. else about that? I hope so, too, but yeah. from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like that. It looks like they're going to hold off till next year to start talking about that. Wow, what a pity. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd really like, I mean, everybody wants to see what's coming up next, but yeah, sure. I don't know. I guess it'll maybe maybe give the Nintendo a little boost in the beginning, and I, I figure they're probably, their consoles are probably going to be a lot more powerful than the than the Wii U, but we'll see. I'll be watching it, and hopefully not be disappointed they were showing so the xbox was showing so much connect stuff last year i was it was unbearable to watch oh, some of that speaking stuff of connect wait a minute just i mean i'm sorry i'm interrupting but speaking oh, of connect, everybody knows at least i think everybody knows that i'm the biggest geek when it comes to dragon's lair and, and it's oh a, yeah connect dragon's lair oh dude uh, you could be swinging your sword and running around and doing all the dragon's lair moves with your body i can't wait <laughs> When's that coming out? My two children in my hands and try to do those moves. It'll be awesome. <laughs> when's that? When's that coming out? Do you know? You know what? I think right about now they're unveiling it. If it's not out yet, or it's coming out really, really, really soon. I've seen some pictures of it, and you'll see the game, and then there'll be a little tiny box somewhere that shows you the move that you're supposed to do. You know, arm up or swing. So there's going to be clues. Uh, on screen, not just the cl- clues that were in the game, like the flashing lights, but clues of how you're supposed to move. So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be stupid. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know you'll be buying that right away. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, see, that, that's the but, thing. Uh, you need to start coming out with some games that are like that, where where the fans of that game are just get instantly going to go out and buy it. They don't. They. I'm hoping that they show some games that everybody's going to want to play and go out and kind of something, a reason to have the game. The Child of Eden was was pretty good, but it wasn't enough to convince everybody. So I'm hoping that they come out with more games like uh, the Dragon's Lair. That's going to get a lot of people to go out just by one title and, you know, buy it. And hopefully they hopefully they announce some games that are really going to draw people towards the Kinect a little bit. Yeah, the Kinect's pretty amazing. Um, it's just going to get better. I haven't bought it yet. Um I haven't really seen anything that I would really want to be playing on it yet. The Child of Eden I wanted to play, but I no, was going to buy the whole thing just for that one game. I broke mine. I have to get another one. I flew a helicopter into it and knocked it off, and it fell. And <laughs> What? You know those little helicopters that you can fly with the double blades, and you can fly it around? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I crashed it into the TV, and it knocked everything off, and it broke. it broke the actual TV LCD, and I 
had to oh. pull the company and they wow. I was under warranty so they gave me a whole new LCD they came in opened it up and replaced it wow you're lucky they usually don't, they don't, don't they don't cover that kind of thing when you when you know you're stupid and break it like that <laughs> if, if i <laughs> yeah, can tell you i right, i'm going to take a few seconds here okay. I called i called customer service cuz what happened is after i hit the tv i had a little line on the screen not too bad i felt bad i did it myself my bad but then the line got bigger and bigger as time progressed. Like the liquid yeah. crystal was yeah. bleeding and mm-hmm. it got bigger. So I had to call customer service. And they didn't ask what happened. I just said, I have this line. And they know something hit the screen. So the lady says to me, when you turn the TV off, do you still see a black line? And I said, no. And she repeated, when you turn the TV off, do you still see a black line? I said, no, ma'am, <laughs> you don't. Third time, do you see? I said, Yes. Oh, okay, yes, it'll be yes, over I Friday. Do. Ah. <laughs> so I, I got the hint. So they came. Oh, you, yeah, got, a, you got a cool person. Then. Yeah. Yeah, you're Sony. Lucky. It was a Sony and, and, rep, so yay, Sony. And don't well, lie. You know you were busting out some heavy dance moves, and that's what really broke it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story. Um, my son, when he was younger, um, actually threw his rattle at my Toshiba laptop and I mean, my, my son has a really good arm, um, all like even when he was little and nowadays he's like chucking stuff at me all the time. But, but back then, I mean, he couldn't have been more than like, I don't know, six months old or whatever. And he threw this rattle and it hit the thing. Same thing happened. It started with like a couple dead pixels and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I called Toshiba and it was under the one year warranty. And they basically told me like, I, I, I even, you know, I even tried the same thing and I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. It just started dead pixels and I don't know what's going on. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you probably, you probably hit it with something. They were like accusing me wow. right away of like, you know, of hitting it or something like that. And I, I, you know, I did, I did all the things I like, you know, feigned outrage and all this other stuff. And, and they were just like, basically like, you know, a big middle finger to me. So they just said, well, you can call our serve our recommended service people. And I looked that up and they were going to charge me like the same amount of money For to replace one. the screen. Yeah. Then I could have bought, I mean, I, I even said to the guy, I'm like, what would it cost to replace this? And the guy's like, oh, like 300 bucks. And I'm like, I paid like 300 bucks for this whole thing. Wow. And the guy's like, well, then you should just go buy a new one. Wow. And I got, I got Thanks, so enraged. Yeah. And so what I, at the end of the day, I, I actually got this weird idea and I thought, well, maybe I can fix it myself. And I actually found this website and I can't remember the name of it because this was like a year ago or whatever. But I actually found you know, a place you can buy brand new, a replacement LCD, you know, you just type in your model number and it pulls it right up. And I think I only paid 40 bucks and it came like they FedExed it to me and I totally, they give you a tutorial on how to do it. And I totally did it myself. I fixed my own laptop. Yeah. Nice. boy. <laughs> Thank, so, Thank you. Thank you. So those who are keeping <laughs> score, Sony one, Toshiba zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, right. suck. they suck. Customer service is terrible. But that's what happens when you buy the cheapest laptop at Best Buy. Mm. So, <laughs> all right, we're way off course here. Um, okay, well, let, let's let's get back on on track here, and uh, we have a, we have kind of a new segment, and we're calling it Check the Inbox. And uh, I haven't quite figured out how to how to play uh, sound effects like real time. But I was thinking afterwards I would go back and, and put in something like the You've Got Mail mm. thing from 
America Online. What do you think? You've got mail. Right. <laughs> there you go. I saved you the trouble. There. Yeah, now you don't even need any audio. <laughs> All right, well, holy crap. Right, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> that was good. Um... So yeah, hey, thanks a lot, you guys. You know, we we uh, we've only had the one episode, and and you know, I, I I'll speak for myself. I got you know a few PMs um, on my YouTube channel, which which was really good to hear from people. Um, and I know that we got some a uh, couple reviews already on iTunes. So I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Dinky might have a couple, but I just wanted I just wanted to read real briefly um, a couple things that came in the inbox. Um, this first one is a private message from the angry Apple nerd. And, uh, he basically says, um, Hey, you know, it was amazing. I love it. Can't wait for the next one. Um, and then he says, uh, I just wanted to give you feedback to tell you I liked it, but the only way you could improve it, I guess, is to have a guest on just to mix things up. And I, th- I thought I thought that was funny because it's like he's already like sick of us, you know, like <laughs> like like after like one episode, he's like, you know, you really guys need to mix it up a little bit. You know? <laughs> awesome. But yeah, yeah. But we we totally are gonna have guests on the show eventually. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes next month with John. I'm hoping that you know John John can have the baby, or I mean, his wife can have the baby, of course. And then and then you know, hopefully we can get him back. And I'm thinking. I'd like to get at least three, maybe, with us. We'll, we'll play it by ear, but we're definitely going to have have guests come on. So we do uh, have a guest list that we're a dream list that we're concocting right now. Yes, we okay. we do. We awesome. we have that list, and and eventually we'll be reaching out for people and and bribing them, you know, maybe to come <laughs> on the show. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna need um, to. <laughs> I got a second one, uh, and this this was a PM from Grill Me a Steak. That's his username on YouTube. Very interesting username. Makes makes me hungry, actually. Um, but he says, I'm basically writing this to all three of you. I really enjoyed listening to your first podcast. Uh, thought it went really well for the first one. Things I enjoyed were the games you guys recommended. Dinky's Insanity Meter Game Talk. And he says he can't remember the name, and that was <laughs> Eternal Darkness. And then his most favorite was the Commodore 64 talk. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, I, I love that computer. I'm 31 uh, years old, and I grew up on it. And he was surprised that all three of us had nice input on it. Um, and then he was hoping we would talk about Castle Wolfenstein 64. Mm-hmm. Have, had you guys ever played that one? I haven't. Yeah, I did. I did back in the okay. day. I haven't played it in years, but when it first came out, absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember Matt chat did a did a pretty decent review of it so i i am familiar with with the game i think wolfenstein actually is celebrating an anniversary this week i'm i'm not 100 percent sure but i think it's an anniversary 25 years maybe of something like that wolfenstein 3d or or the castle wolfenstein i i'm not going to go on the record i'm not sure okay it's a wolfenstein i'm not sure um all right so let me switch over real quick to itunes and then I'll turn it over to you guys if you guys had got anything. But um, we got four reviews on here. Um, and there's this one from Titan74. And he says, I really like this podcast. But Dinky Dana totally ruined Eternal <laughs> Darkness for me by spoiling parts about the insanity meter. Now I'll know the fly isn't real and other things. Thanks a lot. Wow. 
think before you spoil things. <laughs> yeah, dinky. but he did. But he did give us five stars. So, yeah, dinky, would you I, like to res- would you like to respond to that? I definitely considered that beforehand, but it's kind of one of those things where you give away two percent of the game and it motivates people to go get it. So there is so much bizarre stuff that happens in that game that that's that's a minor minor amount of the content that you'll you'll get when you're playing it. And I made sure not to give up any story stuff, but uh, yeah. I figure if you want to get someone to play the games, you have to give them a little bit, a little taste a little, of, yeah. of what the best stuff is, you know? Just a little tease, that's all. Yeah. Gave away the fly. All right, so what about you guys? Have you, had you got anything from people? Yeah, I got a, I got a lot of feedback. Mine was kind of a, a blend um, between the website and the podcast, because when I put mm-hmm. up my video, I I told everyone to check out both. So I got a lot of people coming over to the website and and taking a look around, and I I track pe- like I can see who goes to what pages and things. So the po- the podcast got a good amount, and I just recently added a feature to my website where on the podcast page you can leave comments right on there now. So I got one guy. He just he just registered. I also I, like I added a registration system so you could sign in and have a username. And the one guy left uh, Grande Baracho said, "Great podcast, guys. Really enjoyed it. Got here through Pete Doors All Gen Gamers recommendation." And uh, yeah, so I got I got a lot of private messages on YouTube and everything, and a lot of people are liking all the features that I have on the site. So really cool. Uh, I, I, Definitely leave comments somewhere, whether you write us on Twitter or Facebook, because we're going to try and start answering some questions. And if you guys have any questions about there's, there's stuff you want to see and all that, leave it on leave it on all the ways you can get a hold of us, which we'll go over later. Yeah. Right. And, and to that end, um, John, you want to mention you, you actually built a, a really nice forum uh, for Hit Reset Radio, and it's actually part of MameK.com. Yeah, if you go to HitResetRadio.com and you go to our page there, you'll see the list of all our podcasts, but there's also a purple button that'll take you to the forums, and that'll take you to MameK.com, but the forum that it's going to take you specifically to is Hit Reset Radio, and you can leave comments on specific episodes. You can leave comments to us individually. You can give us suggestions of what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And we really would love for you to start using that. Um, it's set up. It's up and live right now. So when you get a chance after listening to this, uh, we really would appreciate some input so we can make a better show for you guys. Yeah, and also that's, if, if they don't know, that's, that's your personal website too. So they can contact you on there and you put up articles and stuff too other than, it's oh, not yeah, just the forum, so that's your own personal site as well. Absolutely. After they're done looking at that, if they have a little time, uh, you can certainly peruse the website, look at some articles and take a look at what reviews we have up there on mamecade.com. That'd be awesome too. Yeah, I, I would really encourage you guys, I mean... We've talked about Dinky's site, which is really awesome, and then you know John, John's is as well, and they're and they're they're totally both of them are extremely unique, and John's is so cool. It's actually the website is built like a like an arcade machine <laughs> is is the kind of the way that you navigate it, and it's awesome. And you've got the two like a two player control set up with all the buttons, and and it just it just looks so sweet, and and. How how you have your reviews linked on there, and it's like if you scroll over a particular review, the the marquee over the arcade game will actually change. So yeah, yeah, John, I, I never really said to you like how much I really like your website. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Yeah, it, it's really well done. It it took a lot of doing to get it to look like that, but uh, I I like it, and uh, 
I, I need some more writers. So if anybody's listening that likes to write articles and knows a little bit about video games, contact me. Maybe we'll have you a writer on namecade.com. I would love to get that. Maybe some reviewers on there as well. Um, yep. But the, uh, the website is something that I did last year. Um, I absolutely love it. And uh, I think the addition of uh, Hit Reset Radio to it is just going to make it that much better. Yep. So definitely go check that out. And it's a real quick you know, registration process. And uh, jump on there and hopefully jump on the forums. And we really look forward to interacting with everybody. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Speak, speaking of ways to interact with everybody, uh, Vintage got a Twitter account. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised I know, to see you on I there. Know. I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a funny thing because I actually kind of, you know, since I didn't have when I was using the Hit Reset Radio Twitter, and I was kind of going on there and, you know, messing around with it, and then Dinky kind of <laughs> yells at me and tells me, you know, stop using, you know, our Twitter for, personal. for your own personal <laughs> well, I did or I whatever. Did, <laughs> I did go on and you were talking about toilet bowls and toilet rugs. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, well, what is that? I tried to see what you were replying to, and I couldn't find it. I was like, why is he comparing us to toilet rugs? No, that was a, yeah, that was a comment to Craig over at TV and Lust. Yeah. Who, at the time, was bemoaning something about, you know, YouTube content providers getting the shaft by Google or something like that. And he was t- talking about, you know us being like doormats mm-hmm. and then i i replied back i had saw that and just replied back and i was like you know i think it, i think a better analogy would be like that rug that goes around the base of your toilet bowl you know you know you know that specially cut rug yeah you know what i'm talking about yep. what a so bad anyway, idea who that. who thought about putting a rug around a toilet bowl that's a terrible idea <laughs> I don't know. I, I like it, actually. Well, then you don't dribble, my friend. You must that's not why you, That's why you were tweeting about it. Yeah, I, I think you'll like Twitter. <laughs> I think you'll realize it's a nice way for people to get in touch with you real fast. Because for on my Twitter, that's that's one of the fastest ways to get a hold of me because it goes right to my phone. And it'll, well, it'll beep when I get a message. And, I mean, people write me, and I can I can usually reply within a couple minutes even, you know? Yeah, well, I'm still on the fence about it. Because I don't have a smartphone, so I only check it like when I get home. And um, but anyway, um, if you want to check it out, it's uh, my my username, my regular name would be too long for Twitter, so I kind of had to shorten it. So it's Vintage VG Geek, mm-hmm. or whatever at or whatever that is at yeah, Vintage VG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I might go ahead and delete this later, just like I did the Facebook page. <laughs> but uh, for for the time being, it's there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and also we got over over five hundred downloads for for our first episode. So. Oh, thank you, everybody! Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I was I was looking it up, and <clears throat> more than I was expecting. So that's that's pretty exciting for me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, yeah once again, really... thanks to Operation Kill Screen and All Gen Gamers for mentioning us. Sending some people our way. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. So, Dinky, we we had a segment planned for episode one that we did not get to, and we in this segment is talking about collecting and whatnot. 
And you actually made made us move this up. I was going to have this towards the end of this episode, but you were very <laughs> adamant that we get to this segment. So I want to make sure that we we give you plenty of time to talk about collecting tips. Yeah, well, you know me. My, my main enjoyment recently has been collecting the games. So I've been having a lot of fun with that and figured uh, I, that's the thing that I get the most comments and most questions about on my YouTube. Almost, I mean, every time I put up flea market videos... I get a lot of the same type of comments, so I figured I'll go over some of the things that I do to collect on here. And people are always asking me how I, how I go about collecting games and how I find deals. And a lot, of the, a lot of the same things are asked all the time, so I'm going to go over some of that stuff. And one thing that people always say is they watch my flea market videos and they say, Oh, man, you're so lucky to have that around you. I don't have any stores around my area. And... Now I was gonna. I I've been recommending people. I put onto my website a store locator where you can go on, and it only works for the United States right now. But you can go in and you punch in your address, and it'll look up in the United States all the video game stores, flea markets, thrift stores, and Goodwills in your area. And let's say you you put in I'd put in Pittsburgh because I live here. And it'll bring up the 10 closest to my air to where I put in as the address so I think a lot of people really get some use out of that and I've had a lot of people even just uh, write me messages that checked out the site and they say it's uh, they already found some game stores that they never knew about so now when people come on my channel and say I don't have any of this stuff around me I can say well what's your zip code punch it in and say hey here's some stores for you you know but uh, I don't know and, if you and, realize how awesome a tool that is. I mean, for those mm -hmm. listening, just listen to what he just said. You can punch in your zip code, and it'll show you everywhere surrounding you where you can get games. That's amazing to have that on your cell phone or at your computer before you head out to go game shopping. Incredible. What a great idea. What a great idea. Yep. Yeah, thanks. And, and one thing that surprised me, I, I have a database that I got of a lot of the stores, and I put in a lot manually myself as well. But I went on and I typed in my address and I found stuff that I didn't even know about. So, I mean, it, it definitely is already helping me. And it, it, a lot of people have been writing and saying and they're finding stores. And another real cool thing about it is I added a button on there. And I was trying to think of ways that I could make it international. And I don't really have access to find all the game stores in other countries and anywhere other than the United States. So I was talking to Holly on Operation Kill Screen and she came up with some ideas and I put a button on the on the store locator page if you go to dinkydana.com and click the video game store locator button and you can go on there and there you can put in the name uh, the name of the store the address the phone number and when you submit it it'll submit to me and as long as it's a legitimate uh, legitimate store and I look it up and think it's think it's a good store to put on there I approve it and then that game will be added to the store locator, so when people search it, they'll see it in there. And what I think the only way that I'm going to be able to add international is to have people, um, like if any of you have game stores around your area that aren't on there, you can just punch it in, and it'll, it'll add it right in there. And then I'm going to try, Holly put a bunch in from Canada, so I'm going to try and get people to add stuff on there and hopefully keep building a bigger database of stores. And I'm also in the future going to try and have some sort of rating system where you could thumbs up a thumbs up a store if you go there all the time and find a lot of games mm -hmm. and be you know have have yeah. it so I could have a top rated games mm -hmm. in every area. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun for me to work on and 
uh, everybody's liking it so far. Could you do something like comments where people could actually type in there that be like, oh, this place sucks, or, you know, this is a cool place? Could you do that, too? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of starting on now. I didn't have time mm-hmm. to get the registration system before uh, our last podcast, because I just ran out of time with all the stuff I was putting on it. But currently, right now on there, you can register. There's a button up in the right where you can register and then sign in. You can leave comments. The only page I have comments uh, added on right now is for the podcast page because I put it up and I I realized a lot of people didn't have a way to contact us, really. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'd put that on there and you can leave comments right there. And then in the future, yeah, I'm going to have it so that you could click the thumbs up and thumbs down and rate it. And then I'd also like to have like a five-star type of rating system so you could Mm -hmm. go on and rate it and then maybe even like write a little review whether it's good or bad. Right. And um, in the future, I'm definitely going to have that added on to there. I haven't really figured out how I'm going to set it up yet because right now, I think I think I have, I know for a fact there are over 10,000 locations in there right now. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of different places. Wow. And it'll be kind of cool because obviously, I mean, I haven't been to any of them. <laughs> you know, I've been to the ones only in my area. So it's tough for me to rate them. And I think I'm, I'm going to try and find a way to have a lot of user interaction where, where people... You know, if you, if they go to a store, the stores around my area, I try and promote them. And I know a lot of people that know of video game stores in their area. They they put up videos and do tours and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I'm looking to looking to build in the future. So it'll just be a universal place where if you're looking for video games, you can go right on there and find all kinds of resources about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and and I actually have to say, you know, because John and I were we're kind of fortunate we. We, uh, when we were planning this podcast, you were kind of in development with this site at the same time. And so we got to see the, the, the early version of this. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, at the time, the beta. <laughs> I thought it was crap. <laughs> I, think you kinda, I think you kind of, I think, yeah, I think you got that impression because what, when you had us testing it out, like it was pulling up all these, like, like it, the data was like old data, like, I don't know how, but it, it was pulling up like Funko Land, like in my area, which is like a, a store that has long since like gone the way of the dodo. And I looked at this and I was like, this is not accurate data. And, and, but now it's like, I don't know what you did, but it's so awesome now. It's, it's like, it's, it's right on the money. And I noticed you organized it. You have like, you have the, all right. So first you have the, the, typical like game stores like GameStop and whatnot but then you have flea markets and then you have just general thrift stores and then you have broken out the goodwills like into their own category because they really are probably the best good you know placed thrift stores in in the u.s to get games at and it's it's just it's like right on the money so i don't know what you did but it's working great and and i love the map too because you (laughs) you have these little zelda like (laughs) you have like these little zelda icons like you have link is like shows up in your you are you are here yeah and then you've got like the different things are like the different color rupees and whatnot (laughs) yeah it it was a it was a pain looking up that stuff because you'd you'd see some of the stuff that would be on there and it would be a restaurant and they would be labeled as a as an arcade because they have one arcade machine in there (laughs) <laughs> so I had to go through and kind of find a way to filter that out and make sure that stuff like that wasn't getting added in there because I was originally going to try and have arcades on there, but I figured this is just going to be more for collecting if you want to go out and find the find the, the stores and where you can buy games. So I kind of filtered it down to make sure that it was accurate and didn't have a lot of that weird weird locations that were in there when you first saw it. 
And you guys saw. Uh, well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, you can tell, or at least I can tell, when you go to a site, you can tell whether the person who made it knows is really into it. I mean, I, I all this little stuff, I love just putting the putting the little Zelda icons on there, you know, and I don't know. I figure if people go on and they see that, they're going to know that I'm pretty passionate about it. And it's really... a labor of love. Anybody yeah. who sees your site will know right away that you are a big geek when it comes to this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about what icons to put on there. I was thinking about, like, Sonic (laughs) coins and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, and I've been getting a a lot of good feedback about it, too. So I really hope if you guys are listening and you go on and check it out and there's a store that's not there, put it into the the locator, and then I'll approve it, and it'll be added onto there. We're talking to you, Bora Bora International, that one (laughs) video store somewhere in the jungle. Definitely put it in there. Yeah, and, and the, other, is the other is that the Africa guy, <laughs> somebody that, in Borneo, that, in the deepest part of Borneo. Is that the guy that stole Mamecade on Facebook? Oh, or that son of a gun! I don't know what's up with that guy. <laughs> I look at his site every day, and I go, "Oh, that's my Facebook name." Son of a gun! Yeah. And the other things I was going to say, just quick tips that everybody always asks me. If I had to give three tips, if you're going to flea markets and thrift stores, the first one would be. You have to check often. You have to go all the time because everyone always goes to thrift stores and Goodwills and they say, oh, I didn't find anything. And when I'm going there, I almost, I I very rarely find really good deals. But I go, I I find places that are kind of on the way home from work or something where I'll I'll just stop in for five minutes. And if you keep going back, you you run into stuff eventually. There was one thrift store that I I went to all the time. I, I don't even know why I did because I probably went for nine months and never found anything and then i went in one day and some guy must have just dropped it off that day and it was probably 10 to 15 box nintendo games complete and they were in such good condition and they were all three dollars a piece hey dinky i have a question for you what's that now i've been to a couple of goodwills now i'm up in new york we we really don't have goodwills here the way the rest of the country has which really pisses me off because I've never seen a single video game in a Goodwill in New York. So when I travel south, I end up uh, looking into them. Now, do you ever, because it sounds like you have some local Goodwills that you're in frequently, do you ever make friends with the guys that are in the back room processing? Like, that's something I would do, you know, to get the best deal. Like, whenever game shipments come in that you get a phone call... And you tip the guy an extra five bucks if you found a treasure trove. You know, come on yeah, in. I know, you've got a whole I, bunch of stuff. I know what you mean, and I've thought about it. But the, how how the places that I have been to, I never actually see the person who they're they're in a, like a back office. They're like and Oompa Loompas never, of the gaming world. You know, yeah, <laughs> you don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. They are. They are. <laughs> well, I've kind of wanted to ask him because the prices have been going up at some of the some of the stores near me. And, I, and you know, I mean, if you go in and it's two dollars for a Nintendo game compared to four, you know, you you don't always want to spend four if there's twenty games. So you have to be selective about it then. But uh, yeah, I never actually see those people. They're they usually are so, even at one of the big thrift stores around here. It's actually in a different building, so I don't really have the access to that. But uh, another another thing that is the biggest help especially with flea markets, you have to get there early. And I'm talking, if the, if the flea market opens at 8 o'clock, you probably want to get there at 7.45 because it's it's ridiculous how fast this stuff will go. And I didn't realize it until I was going all the time. And I would realize if I went at 10 o'clock in the morning, there wouldn't really be much there. 
because there are a lot more people getting into this and they go around and they snag all the stuff up like I do. You know, if I go early, you're not going to find any game deals if you go after me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are the two mm-hmm. things. Check all the time and then always make sure and get there early. And then I, I put up a video about this the one time. If you ever go and you see something that you like, make sure and grab it right then. Because I went in and saw a Panasonic uh, 3DO. And I figured I'll walk around the store and then come back. It was only about five minutes. And I walked around the store, came back up to the counter, which they had it behind the counter. And the girl right in front of me bought it. And I was, oh, I was so mad. Uh, yeah. I was, because I, I did, I talked to the lady behind the counter and I said, you know, how much is that? And I'm going to come back and buy it. And then yeah, she, she said, the, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, she agreed. And then someone else was the cashier. Oh, I was so mad. And luckily it made me feel a little bit better. I came back a week later, a couple days later, and they, they hadn't had all the games out, but they put all the games out later. So I managed to get all the games. But um, definitely, if you see something, grab it up because it sucks when you when you yeah. see it and then it's like ripped away from me, you know. Because I never so, had a Panasonic 3DO at the time. So you got to remember that this is not a regular retail store where there's like another twenty on the shelf. Once that one item goes, that's it. That's the item. So you have to yep. grab it when you can. If you if you can get it, get it now. Don't dilly dally. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's just the worst feeling when that happens, and 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 also like sometimes I'll be in there in in, in Goodwills or whatever, and then you know there's like somebody else that's kind of like picking through oh, stuff yeah, ahead of you in the electronic section, and it's like I get so agitated. Vintage is like punching little kids out of the way to get his games. <laughs> no, it's always some like you know it's always some dude, and he's like rummaging through, and you, and I just want to be like, can you just get out of here because you know I'm trying to, I don't want him to find something that I want. Yeah, and you're like eyeballing what he has in his hand already <laughs> yeah 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 like i've seen i've seen like um i like i like to collect those um like plug and play things yeah. you know mm-hmm. like jack's pacific whatever and and i've seen some and, and some guy will go and pick it up and walk off with it and it just like uh just drives me crazy yeah so. yeah it's <laughs> don't hesitate he who hesitates is lost yep and sometimes you might have to throw some elbows, so don't be afraid of that either. Mm. Yeah, I, I put up, I don't know if you guys saw it, I actually put up a video after that incident. I was mad. Yeah, I oh, remember, yeah. If, if you haven't, I forget what I titled it, like, I don't even remember, but it was, I was pretty livid about that one. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are, I mean, those are just real basic things. Uh, definitely want everyone to check out the store locator, because I think that'll be a, a really big help for people. And then... I'm planning on just giving some collecting tips over the podcast, you know, in different ep- episodes and kind of give people an idea of what, what, how I go out and how I look for games because it, the way I get my games is probably 80% of them come from somewhere other than eBay. I very rarely buy on eBay and GameStops and stuff, so I, I have a lot of fun going out and finding them from, from people who grew up with them, you know. How heavily it's, do you rely on Craigslist? Um, Craigslist is... I, I go on there a good bit, and I've gone through kind of phases where I'll go on Craigslist a good bit, but um, it depends on what you're looking for, because Craigslist, the prices will sometimes be real high. On Craigslist, you get a lot of people that... They, they, they go onto eBay and they look up their prices, and they think that that's what it's worth, even though it might be a sealed version on on eBay, you know, but you can, you can definitely find some really good deals on Craigslist. I do a, I put up a couple videos where I went up and met this one guy in Ohio. It was like an hour and a half drive. So I recorded the trip up there 
And wow. we didn't really know what to expect. He said he had a bunch of box Nintendo games. So we drove up there, and he came out, and apparently his his brother or somebody that he knew owned a video game rental store. So he had all the games, and then, you know, at a rental store, they would have the box empty above it, and then the cartridge would be down below, so you'd grab the car- cartridge when you rent it. So all these boxes were in really great shape because they just sat on the shelf, and he had them wrapped in plastic. So they were really well-preserved, and I probably got, I don't know, maybe 40, 40 box Nintendo games and a couple consoles and things. So you can definitely find some good deals. And uh, you, you have to check it often, though, because they'll, they'll go real fast. If you, if you look on there and you see something and you don't reply to them right away, a lot of the times it'll be gone. Yep. I've had actually really good luck on Craigslist. I haven't been doing it a lot because I'm I'm pretty set with my with my console collection. But a lot of my consoles I got off Craigslist and you know for super deals. Like I got an NES for five bucks. I'm just looking at my wall right now. Um, I got a ColecoVision with you know all the hookups and controllers and like thirty games, twenty five bucks. Yeah, um, I got a Sega Saturn for fifteen. Uh, a black Sega Dreamcast for fifteen. Uh, I got a actually. Uh, most recently, my Xbox had died that I had previously got off Craigslist for twenty bucks, and that one had died. And I tried to fix the I tried to fix the laser, and ended up breaking it even <laughs> worse. But uh, I, I jumped on right away. I jumped on Craigslist, and I found a modded Xbox with a third-party LCD screen for thirty. Oh, that's and cool. It, like it, it works awesome. So. Um, let's see if I have any others real quick. You're so shrewd. <laughs> oh, uh, got my, uh, almost forgot my Coleco Gemini, 20 bucks. Damn. Well, the other Craigslist. thing, the other thing too yeah. that's nice about Craigslist is, um, like I, we talked about the Commodore 64 last time on the first episode yep. and the, those things are so heavy and a lot of the older consoles and, uh, the, the one of the best deals I got on there was, um, my dad actually helped pay for it because he felt bad that he threw out all the Commodore stuff. <laughs> but uh, I met up with a guy and I got a boxed brand new. I mean, it had all the paperwork in the plastic, the Commodore 64 console. And then he also had the Commodore monitor, which, which I love that mm-hmm. thing. I play all my mm-hmm. retro games on that. So things like that. I mean, that monitor, you can't really ship very easily. So on, on Craigslist, it's good to get stuff that, you know, would be really expensive on eBay because of the shipping. Uh, try yep. getting a pinball machine through eBay. <laughs> Don't talk about shipping to me, or or like a video game that's three hundred pounds and six feet tall. Yeah. So you've done that. I've done that. They have to actually air freight it to the airport, and then you have to hire a company to pick it up at the airport and bring it to a waypoint. If wow. you're lucky, it'll be your front door. If not, some other point that you have to pick it up from. Wow. Yeah, what's the what's the most that you've ever paid to ship something like that? Just just the shipping aspect. Oh, like three hundred bucks. And what was it? Like an arcade? Yeah, yeah. It, it might have been like uh, either a pinball machine or or Marvel versus Capcom, one of those games. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow. Just the shipping itself is is like a, a huge investment. Like Dinky oh, said, yeah. sometimes Craigslist, if you can find it local or not even local, it's worth to drive a couple of states. You're still ahead of the game in gasoline and tolls. Yeah, if it's close enough. Like the farthest I've driven is to Connecticut to pick up a pinball machine. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was mad vintage when you called me and picked up your machine because I was. Yeah. It was like the one weekend I was out of town. That would have been a great yeah. video if we took a video and took a trip. 
Yeah, n- not many people know this, but I actually do have a uh, arcade machine. It's a Space Harrier, uh, 1985 Sega. And, uh, yeah, I actually got it on Craigslist, but I, I had to drive several, several states Yeah, away. and you were going right by <laughs> Pittsburgh, yep. so. I ended up going right by, and I called up Dinky, and I was like, hey, dude, and I think you were, like, at a wedding Yeah, and I was over in New York yeah. City. Figure that yeah. out. You were by me. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. funny. Yeah. But, John, like, when you, when you have them shipped, I mean, are you doing this... Like sight unseen. I mean, I mean, I mean. I assume you've seen pictures, but yeah, you see, you see photographs. Uh, you uh-huh. can obviously ask a million questions, but here's the thing: you always run the risk when it ships that something's going to yeah. break, and it's not their fault. The only thing you can do at that point is refuse it, and it goes back, or accept it, and you deal with the consequences and have to fix it. And in the case of pinball machines, which I have, a, you know, over a dozen of them. Uh, things break in the shipping constantly. In fact, one of the most expensive things I have is a joust pinball machine. If you remember the old Williams joust game with the flying off, they made a pinball machine that, unlike a regular pinball machine, it's a head-to-head where you stand on one side and your opponent stands on the other. Yeah, very weird game. And that thing cost me like five, five grand. Wow. And when it came, the glass was broken from the shipping. But you couldn't Um, tell because it was in a crate. And you couldn't open right. the crate until you accepted right. it. So as soon as I accepted it, the glass just poured out. And, yeah, and that's rough. You get glass. Every, and the way it is, it's pl- it's not plate glass, which breaks in big chunks, which is mm-hmm. dangerous. It's tempered glass, which breaks in a million little shards that aren't yep. sharp. They're not sharp, but there's a million of them, and they get everywhere. So oh, yeah. the cleanup process is huge. And then you have to get glass custom cut to that size because it wasn't a normal pinball machine where you can just buy it. So it's it's a real, yeah. yeah a lot of times it's a gamble, absolutely, uh, with that kind of a game. And you have to know what you're doing because if you are just, you know, I want a pinball machine. You, unless you buy a brand new inbox, you're going to have a problem in the shipping or a problem when you unpack it. And uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have a dead machine. Which is sad. Yeah, and that's kind of what's good for you too, because you like you like uh, modding them and stuff, right? Yeah, so. I mean, I've had some that arrived D- DOA, you know, and I I called a guy, and most of the time they're very helpful. They'll tell you, well, you know, check this, check that, and over time you get to learn. And there's some really good stuff on the internet that can help early pinball collectors walk through. Um, I can't think of what the name. Of it. It's been a while, um, but maybe we can post something when I remember what it is. Uh, and eventually it becomes a hobby, but you always are going to have problems with pinball machines only because there's so many switches and so many components and so many parts that can break, unlike a video game, which is mostly solid state. There's only like four or five things that can break on a on a video game. It's either the monitor, the power supply, the board, or the cables, or a combination of that. On a pinball, it could be a billion switches and a billion fuses and you name it. I almost want to get out of the damn hobby. It's killing me. <laughs> speaking of speaking of pinball, I was looking up um, when I was building my website. I was kind of looking through um, what what game stores and everything were in my area, and I was looking up arcades, and I found that there's a Pittsburgh's Museum of Pinball, and it's not too far from me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably try and get up there and put a video oh, up no and kidding. show you what it's all about. Oh, you gotta yeah, tell me cool. what they have on display there. Yeah, I'll probably, that's one of the things I really like doing is taking people with me to go see what I see. Like when I go out to flea markets and stuff, you guys know my videos. I think it's a lot of fun and people people like 
like seeing exactly what I'm seeing. So I'll probably do a tour and go around and check out all the machines. I won't know what I'm talking about hardly at all, but you will. <laughs> well, there's going to be an auction, uh, an arcade slash pinball auction in August in Maryland. Maybe we can all do a meet up there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd definitely be cool. Yep. Cool. Very good. Well, uh, shall we go into some audio game reviews? Yes, please. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I'll actually start us off uh, this episode, and I'm going to be talking about uh, RoboCop versus the Terminator for Sega Genesis. Have Have you guys ever played this one? Yeah, I have it. You do. You have it. Yeah, I played. I played it a long time ago, though. Okay. Yeah, I played this a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, I had it when I was a kid, and then I had, you know, I had to rebuy this a couple years ago. Um, John, if you're getting getting back into Sega Genesis or whatever, you definitely gotta check this game out. I'm, yeah. I'm taking notes right now. I'm very interested it, in it. It is awesome. Now, it, it is just one of the best Genesis games I've ever so played. So what's the premise? You're playing RoboCop, and the Terminator's <laughs> come to Detroit? First of all, I'll tell you that this is this game was released in '94, um, and it's by Virgin Interactive. Okay, and they made a couple games for the Genesis. They actually made the first Terminator game on the Genesis that was based off the first movie. Not a lot of people know about that one. It's okay. I have it. It's not not fantastic, but but uh, two two of their more popular games are Cool Spot, and they also did the Aladdin game. Is Cool Spot the Seven Genesis. Up game? Yeah. Yes, ah. it is. Okay. Yes, the premise of, of Terminator, or what is it, RoboCop versus Terminator, sorry, uh, is, yes, you play as RoboCop, okay, and it starts off in, you know, you're in old Detroit or whatever in the in the RoboCop universe, and all of a sudden you, you know, you, you go through a couple levels and you're just like shooting like regular bad guys and whatnot. And uh, and then all of a sudden, like this Terminator shows up as one of the boss, you know, one of the boss fights, like at the end of the second or third level. And and what what really is happening is the game itself um, is is based off of a comic book series. Okay, and I didn't really even know this until I like I started doing the research for this and like diving a little deeper. Um, but there's a a four book series that came out. Uh, in 1992, and it was written by Frank Miller. Do you guys do you guys know who oh, that yeah. is? Yeah, absolutely, huge, okay. huge artist. Yeah, I mean, so he he kind of started off as a comic book artist. Uh, he worked on Daredevil and and um, and some of the Batman comics like early in his career. But I think what he's most known for are some of his graphic novels that he's done. Sin City. Uh, yep, Sin City is one of them. Um, my favorite one that he did was 300. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also did The Spirit and then he he you know worked on those movies as well um as either the writer or like some kind of a consultant. He was he was involved in them. Um he also wrote wrote the movie scripts for RoboCop 2 and 3, which I thought RoboCop 2 was pretty good, but 3 I don't know what happened because I can't I've tried to watch that movie like two or three times. And I just can't get through it. It's so horrible. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen it? A long yeah, time I, ago. I didn't know Frank Miller did those. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened with part three. It's so bad. I can't I I literally have not finished it. I've tried watching it and I just keep I just keep shutting it off. <laughs> so I don't really know. Maybe it has an awesome ending, but I doubt it. Um <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the comics are awesome. 
Um, I went ahead and, and, and I actually did order them off eBay, and they are dirt cheap. Um, and I got all four of them, uh, and I think I paid $8 uh, plus, like, a couple dollars shipping. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's good yeah and they're in really good shape. So I got the comics, and I read through them all, and, and the game, like, loosely, I mean, they didn't go into as great detail, obviously. And what's happened is they, they basically said that RoboCop um, is actually responsible for Skynet gaining sentience. Um, because he is, you know, basically the first human, you know, melding of human and machine and, you know, the mind. Right, right. So he's the first successful kind of, uh, experiment with this. And somehow he, he gets connected into the OCP computer system and somehow his, you know, whatever his programming is that made him special gets, basically taken in in it's what causes skynet to to become self-aware and that's what triggers judgment day okay so in the game they don't really explain that it's just all of a sudden these terminators show up and you're like what the heck and they and then oddly enough they try to kill you (laughs) it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't make sense the game like story is a little messed up (laughs) Um, so, so anyway, the way that it goes is you end up like fighting through, and they have all the RoboCop types in there. Like you end up fighting Ed Two Hundred Nine. You fight actually, you end up fighting RoboCop Two in one of the stages, which is really cool. Um, which is you know is that drug dealer that gets turned into a um, robot or whatever. What was the name of that drug that was in the movie? <sighs> oh man, I don't remember it. I don't either. It was something really lame. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, I can't Whatever. remember. Okay. Off, offhand. That's going to kill me now. But, uh, okay, so anyway, like, the first five levels, you're playing in Detroit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, on the sixth level, it's like, all of a sudden, now you're in the future. <laughs> and it's like, what? I'm like, why is this happening? And so then the next five levels, you're in the future, and you, and you end up destroying, you know, at the end, you fight Skynet, okay? But it, they never explain why... You go from OCP, and then all of a sudden you're in in the in the decimated future. And then in the comics, they do explain that what happens is when RoboCop gets downloaded into the OCP computer, he basically like gets deactivated, but his consciousness survives in the computer system. And in the future, after all this time, he actually is able to take over part of. Uh, a Skynet factory, and he basically reassembles himself, you know, in the factory. <laughs> yeah. And in the comic book, he it's like it's like he's like Robo like Super RoboCop. You know, when he comes back, he's all like he has a jet pack and he has all these awesome weapons. You, but in the game, you're totally confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> is the game any good? What the heck? Okay, sorry. The game is awesome. Okay. Um, it's it's so fun. You go around, and there's all kinds of weapons, and you basically are just, like, killing Terminators. I mean, I, when I heard this game, I couldn't believe that it, it came to be. And even even today, I was like, how did they end up doing that? Because, I, you know, they're, like, two separate IPs. And I, I, I went back and checked, and the original Terminator and the original RoboCop were both done by Orion Pictures. Okay. So I have a feeling There's that, a you know, there is some kind of a link there. And, and so that's why they went ahead and did this. But, yeah, it, it's it's really fantastic. There's there's at least two hidden levels. There's ten normal levels, two hidden ones, I think. 
And then um, there's also like a whole bunch of like cheat codes that you can do that, you know, the programmers had built in into it. And so it, it's really fun. You can, there's this one code where you can make all the bad guys, they appear as like these like hot chicks and like, <laughs> like leather outfits and stuff. Yeah. 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 John, John, you would like this. Yeah. 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 It's, it's on IGN. So, um, but yeah, I highly recommend this. It's, it really is one of my favorite controls Genesis on games. that game. Cause I know the RoboCop that I play on, on the, the actual arcade it, it controls yeah. really suck. No, it's nothing like yeah, that. Okay. um, yeah. For you know, for navigating like a you know like a five hundred pound robot, like it's it's pretty decent. <laughs> um, Very well put, right there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And the last thing that I would mention is that there's also a, a Super Nintendo version, which I don't have. I'm I'm trying to get that. But I'm cheap, so I don't want to pay more than like five bucks for it. But they're they're out there. But uh, I think that one is slightly different, but it's you know basically the same. So I would I would probably recommend it if you see it for that, pick that up as well. Is there any music in the game at all? Yeah, the music is pretty decent. Um, there's like a lot of like kind of like weird techno type music it, um, in the beginning, and then it does change you know f- throughout. I want to say there's. I want to say they do repeat some of the music on some of the levels, but it's pretty decent. Okay, so it's a recommend. Yeah. Pick it up, right? Definitely. Nice. Very. Good. All right. So who's next? Me. All right, Johnny. I've been playing what? The Walking Dead on the PC, and uh, if you know what The Walking Dead is, originally it was a graphic novel by Robert Kirkman. And we're talking about graphic novels. You and me both have a graphic novel game. But the graphic novel got turned into a TV series, which is uh, airing now. And it's if you don't know, it's about a zombie apocalypse. And the people in Georgia trying to figure out how to deal with this, some surviving people. This game actually is taking place at the same time as the TV show and the graphic novel, but using different characters, which I appreciate because I'm kind of tired of the same old characters. And... um, this is put on by Telltale Games, and Telltale Games has done some really great games recently. Uh, Sam and Max, uh, remake of Monkey Island. They just recently did uh, a, a make of Jurassic Park, and this follows suit in the style of the Jurassic Park game, where it's sort of like a very in-depth movie that you have choices and selections to, and the choices you make actually make a difference on how characters in the game will interact with you so it's very important what you choose and they did it really well where there's going to be a timer ticking down so you're forced to make decisions very fast they give you enough time to read it but then you got to read it and decide in your brain this choice what is it going to do for the previous choices I've made in my path and the characters are going to interact with you differently depending on what you choose you could be a real bastard which is perfectly fine you're not penalized it's just the game takes a different route or you could be the nice guy. And you play a fellow named uh, Lee Everett. The game starts off. Now, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I don't want anybody to text me and say, Ah, you ruined the game for me. I'm not going <laughs> to download it. <laughs> so, basically, the game starts off with you're in the back of a police car. You've been arrested for something, and you're driving down a highway. And it takes place in Georgia, like the original uh, Walking Dead series does. And there's a little bit of small talk between the driver, who is a police officer of elderly age, 
And you have the ability to kind of look around in the car, and you can look behind you, look out the rear. Uh, but you're stuck listening to this guy, and he asks you questions and stuff, and that sets the tone. As you're driving down this lonely highway, you'll see a police car zip uh, the opposite way, coming down, going towards where you just arrived from. And you know, more time progresses, you'll see a couple more police cars, then a, a helicopter. So something serious is happening. And that sets the tone. Eventually, uh, you will find yourself in a situation where the world is turned upside down. You've got zombies crawling everywhere. And what are you going to do about it? The cast of characters is, is very refreshing because if you're familiar with the graphic novel or the TV series, these are all new characters. And one of the main characters is a young girl named Clementine that's been living alone because her parents are gone and she's waiting for them to come back and she's trying to survive in this zombie world. This little girl, Clementine, becomes your uh, sidekick, sort of. And I got to say, if she wasn't in this game, it'd be pretty boring. The fact that you have this really young girl and you could still, again, choose the path if you want to be a nice guy to her or you want maybe not be so nice to her. It makes all the difference in the world. And this game has a fantastic story. Graphically, it's uh, drawn and animated very much in the style of a graphic novel. Not 100%, somewhere in between um, an actual video game and a graphic novel. They do a very good job of the way the game is presented and looks and graphically. Very nice. The voices that they do, the main characters have some great voice actors. Some of the other characters as the standby characters they could be a little bit better, but again, it won't detract from the game. You still enjoy the game. I'm not going to complain. But the story is really good. Uh, it's very gory, um, which I was very happy to see that they didn't pull back. Very mild profanity. I mean, I mean, they do drop the F-bomb here and there, but uh, not over the top. It's not gratuitous in any way. The way the game works is it's pretty much set game on rails, uh, but uh, you have choices that you can determine what you want to do, and there's a lot of riddles. Some of the riddles are uh, very complex and in-depth. Some of them are very simple. It's nice that they mix it up. Um, it's more of a click uh, here and there to move around, so it's like a, 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 gla a graphic adventure where you're going to click certain spots to pick up items, move items. Uh, what's great about it is at certain points, you're just going to pace yourself going through it, and then when there's a zombie attack, for instance, there's a lot of button mashing. So they mix it up. It isn't a boring situation where you're going to be used to a certain pattern throughout the game. So there's a lot of button mashing. And when you die, it's awesome to see yourself die. And then you have to redo <laughs> the point again. Um, there's a feature... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. No problem. Now, are, are you using the mouse? Or are you using the keyboard? How, how do you control the game? Yeah, yeah, you certainly you, you use the mouse to move around and click. Uh, there, there is a keyboard function as well. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, when you say button mashing, like, what are you, what are you mashing? Well, you, you use the mouse mostly. I use the mouse mostly uh, okay. throughout the game. I don't want to give too much about it, but if you're playing the PC version, imagine using all the peripherals. Um, I'm sure this game it's going to be on the Xbox as well. It's going to be on it's on the Xbox. It's on the PS3, and I'm sure it'll be on the iOS games very soon because Jurassic okay. Park is on that. And on Jurassic Park, obviously, you're using the uh, the tablet. Um, but there is a function vintage that you can 
disable or enable pop-ups that tell you when you've accomplished something that is going to be important to the game and the way it changes. Personally, I would recommend turning that off because it just makes the game much more enjoyable that you don't know when specifically you've made this this very important decision that's going to change the game. If you put it on, it kind of tells you, okay, you've made this important life-altering, game-altering decision at this point. I, I, I like the fact that they give you a choice that you can turn it on or turn it off. I personally would recommend keeping it off. Um, there's going to be five episodes that are going to be released every month, once one a month. Uh, for $25, you can get all three. I'm sorry, all five. Uh, the first one is out now. The next one will be coming out very, very shortly, and probably by the time this podcast is released. Um, took me about two hours, two and a half hours, somewhere between there. I'm not exactly sure to complete the first episode. And i got to say, I'm looking forward to the next one. Going through it, I liked it very much. I'm a fan of the comic book. I'm a fan of the TV series. And now i got to say, I'm a fan of the game, too. And it's different than the... The, uh, the the TV show, which makes it... There are some cameos from people on the TV, very, very quick cameos, but uh, uh-huh. it doesn't detract. It, it It's a very fun game. If you like the uh, adventure game, this would be something that I would look into. They got a lot of flack for Jurassic Park because it was a little flat. They did it right with this one, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that uh, going forward, they're, they're going to just get better and better with time. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of all of this stuff. Um, I I first heard about it through the TV show, and it's funny, Dinky. This is one of the things I recommended on that one contest video that you had. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I watched. But the I first recommended series. that you. Yeah, I, I. It was right after the first season, and there were only like six episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after I watched the first season, I went back and I actually went to. Uh, a Barnes and Noble right by my work <laughs> and I actually sat down and I read through all of the the, the comic books in, so in the I'm, Barnes I'm and all Noble. caught up yeah <laughs> drinking yeah. some coffee and uh yeah and uh on my lunch breaks you know like over a period of time I, I actually read through and, and it's just it's it's fantastic I mean the the comic books are so over the top in I mean, they've they had to do certain things differently with the show, and um, it's just it's 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 fun because you know certain things reading the comic, yeah. But with the show, they've taken it in an entirely different direction that that's actually good, um, and it kind of keeps you on your toes, you know, because it's not like you know what's really going to happen, yeah. So they've really done well, and like John said, I mean, huge fan, and I, I'm. I'm actually considering getting this, but I'll probably wait until all of them are out at once and maybe pick it all up, all up at that time. Well, if you buy it on a PC for $25, yeah. you get a pass that every time it comes out, it's just, okay. you know, you can just download it instantly instead of buying okay. it piece by piece. How much is it individually? I would imagine like 5 bucks each. It's $25 yeah. for all 5. Mhm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get this. I just have to make sure my computer can handle it. And I also want to get that um, Back to the Future one that they did because I heard a lot of good things about that. That's a lot of fun. I, I have that mm-hmm. game too, the Back to the Future one. I have the Jurassic Park as well. I'm a fan of Jurassic Park. It got a lot of yeah. flack uh, because people were thinking it was going to be a free-range exploration game. And this is the first time that they did a game like this. Um, but now that 
folks understand what Telltale Games is trying to do with this kind of genre. It's basically taking the best of the point-and-click adventure game and putting a really fantastic story. I mean, the story, I can't express, is really compelling. Really compelling. And you'll be really caring for these people, which is the same thing that draws uh, fans into the TV series. It's about the interaction between the characters. And I can't say enough, this Clementine character, this little girl, makes a tremendous difference in the game because your character, Lee, you don't know why you're in the back of the police car in the beginning. They never tell you. Are you uh, wrongly convicted? Are you a mass murderer? You don't even know yourself. So I'm very curious to see what kind of character, what kind of man you are in the beginning and what you turn into during your gameplay in the end. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right on about about the whole character, you know, development and the story, and and that's how I I I I told you know Mrs. Geek about this when it was on TV, and I was like, you got to watch this with me, and she's like, well, what is this about? And I'm like, well, it's about zombies, <laughs> and she kind of is like rolling her eyes right. at me, and I'm like, no, I'm like, but it's really that's just kind of the general thing. It's like, yeah, okay, there's a zombie apocalypse, but the show's really about these characters and how they respond to it, yeah. and and it's just it's so well done and she was like okay and then i got her to watch it and she kind of does this thing where she'll watch it and then she'll never admit that she likes it <laughs> but she because you know she, but she keeps on watching it with me yeah so yeah it, it, I, I would recommend it even for you know girlfriends and wives because they can appreciate good writing and and, and good acting and whatnot so yeah check out the show and and play the game yeah, right now it's on hiatus. I think the new season for Walking Dead starts in September, I want to say. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic show. And um, it's, it's for me, one of the first times that the zombie genre kind of got silly after a while, especially with the, the running super fast zombies where, <laughs> where they're running like athletes at you. This, yeah. mm-hmm. this story, it, it's, it's cool because you become a zombie if you're a fresh zombie, you can kind of shamble along, but as you go along and months pass, you kind of start decaying. So you can tell who are the zombies that are older than the other zombies. They just can't walk anymore. They're just dragging themselves across the ground. So they're still decaying, which, which is great. The shambling zombie is much scarier than a zombie that can run, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I'd be scared of a zombie that's running at me. <laughs> there's just yeah. something. There's just something a different kind of creepy. It's a different it's, kind. Yeah, imagine yeah. Jason yeah. Voorhees running after you. It's instead of stalking you. It's kind of re- retarded. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't he be like? Wouldn't it be easier to catch you if he could run? To me, that would be scarier. I don't know. He's so dinky. Car dinky. He's running after me, and I, you know, Terminator Two style, where he's chasing you, and you, you just pull away. As opposed right. to, I pull away in a car, I get out of the car 40, 40 miles away, and I get out and I see him standing there. That'll <laughs> freak me out. <laughs> he took a bus. So I would recommend this. If, you, if you've got the money, definitely check it out. You've got a choice of different platforms to get it on. Uh, the story is fantastic. If you're a fan of stories, uh, st- strong storylines, and, and uh, you like zombies, this is your game. This is your game. All right, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go over my game. The game I chose this time was Vagrant Story on the PlayStation 1. And 
it's it it was made by Square. Now they're known as Square Enix, and it was released in 2000. You can get it on the PSN now, I believe, on the PS3 and the PSP. And the game was mostly developed by the team that worked on Final Fantasy Tactics, and that's a, that's a really good game, also. But um, the just when I first heard of this game, the reason that I think I went out and got it, and I got it right when it came out, I. I picked it up because it looked very similar to one of my favorite games of all time, Parasite Eve. And I'll go into a little bit later in the description why why it reminded me of that. But another another fact about it is it's the third game that got a perfect score on uh through Famitsu. And I think only 19 games have done that so far. So back then, I mean, it got it got a lot of praise and stuff, so but the main reasons that I enjoyed this game is the the thing that I remember the most is it has this conspiracy plot, which I'm not really going to say anything about the story. Basically, all there is is you, in the very beginning of the game, in the intro, you're charged with the murder of this duke. And what happens is you, you see that scene in, in the intro scene, and then the game takes place a week before, and it shows the conspiracy that led up to you being framed for it. And you play through the game, and there are as you play through, you don't really know exactly who's good and who's bad, and it was really cool back then. Just just how they put it together, they use almost a comic book style to do all the dialogue. They don't have voice acting, so they have these comic book pop-up dialogue boxes that I uh, that I really liked back in back in the day. And the graphics were really good back then. I I believe that this was the last RPG that Square released on the PlayStation. So they, they did a great job with the graphics, made it a 3D environment, and basically how the game would work is the combat system is what makes it pretty unique. When you, when you go up, you can run around during combat. It's not turn-based, and this is, this is where it's very similar to Parasite Even, what really caught my interest back then. You, you run around, and you'll run into a monster or something. You can run away from them, and they have different ranged attacks and you can use different ranged weapons. And when you click to attack, a green sphere, a wire, almost like a wire frame, will come up around you as your radius, how far you can attack the enemy. So once you press that, it will halt the combat, and it's, it's pretty strategic. You can choose which part of their body you want to attack, and it will show you how much damage each part would take and what percentage you'll have to hit that. So when you're going through, you want to design your weapons to cater to certain types of enemies. They have, uh, like, blunt weapons, edged weapons, and piercing weapons. And they created a lot of strategy by by using this system where some enemies will be incredibly weak to a piercing weapon, but not an edged weapon. So sometimes, which it's... It's kind of hit or miss. I really enjoyed this aspect because it kind of made you analyze the enemies that you were fighting, and you had to prepare and kind of kind of gauge which weapon you should use on them. But a lot of people really did not like this because they'd go into a boss, and if they didn't have the appropriate weapon in their inventory, they wouldn't be able to really beat the boss. And uh, that's that's one of the big complaints about the game. But for me, I found, a, I found a lot of fun in that strategy, trying to figure it out, how to, how to attack the enemies. And another thing that I really liked about it is they had, it was kind of like a puzzle-solving game. They had some puzzles where you go around. It's basically a dungeon-crawling game, and you would go around and defeat enemies and solve puzzles to progress through, through the story. And 
when when I first played it, um, they I it took a lot it took a while to get used to, but they have a really complex weapon building and kind of a customization system. And when I'm recommending this to people, if you really like customizing things and are going to put some time into learning the system. I highly recommend this game because it's a lot of fun. But if you're a person that doesn't really like to delve into the big, the complicated systems and actually choose what you want to build and how you want to modify your weapons, you might want to stay away from this one because it does get pretty complex. And But for me, I, I love complex RPGs where you have to really build up your character and put some thought into how you want to build them and go progress through the game. So if you like RPGs that are that are really strategic and... I, I guess complicated. Definitely check this one out. But if you if you don't like RPGs that are that are kind of you have to put a lot of time into just to learn them, because in the beginning even I was overwhelmed and I play RPGs all the time and it took a while to actually learn learn what it was all about. But overall, the game I, I really enjoyed. It's one of my favorite RPGs on the PlayStation One. I'd highly recommend picking it up, and you can get it on PSN. It's fairly cheap, so definitely definitely check this one out. So when you said you had to develop weapons to combat the enemies, is it just melee weapons, or do you have magic as well? Uh, you do have magic. Um, there's a there's a system that they that they used where if you use a certain type of weapon, they have it set up where you have you could use a great axe or you could use a a sword, and depending on what weapon you have equipped when you're attacking the enemies, as you attack more enemies and kill enemies with that weapon type, it will build it will build up, and once it gets to a certain level, then it gets this break arts, they call it. And it's kind of like a special move where you can build it up, and then it, it uses your HP. And when you attack with the enemy, it does massive damage, but you lose the HP. And as you build up your weapon type, you can get, I think, to five levels, and it deals more damage and takes more HP. So you want to kind of choose which weapons you want to build up, depending on what area of the game you're in. If you're fighting something that's really... I mean, the they really made a kind of a unique strategy with it because some of the bosses you just won't be able to kill them i mean it's not like something where it would just take longer some of them you just can't kill them if you don't have the right weapon type so -hmm. you really have to prepare and think ahead about how you want to build your character and set it up and make sure that you have have a good amount of weapons already crafted so that if you run into an enemy that would need that particular weapon type you'd be able to take them out and then also they do have spells as well you learn them as you go through the game you get grimoires and you use them once, and then your character is able to use that magic throughout the game. So you can use items to heal and items to attack and things like that. Okay, like, now, now, a grimoire, as far as I know, is a book. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know, grimoires are books. <laughs> yeah. So Kind of like tomes. Tomes, right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to keep asking. I'll keep bringing up books. Um, and, and the thing about this game is that, that I remember most... I, well, I really enjoyed the creating the weapons and things like that, but I do remember it being quite complex. So if, if you're not into that stuff type of style, I would stay away from it. But um, the, the other thing that I really remember about this is the plot. As you go through the story, I've, I really enjoyed it, and it's very confusing because you don't know what's going on. But I don't really want to go over any of that in the story. Um, basically, you're just trying to determine what, what were the events leading up to you ending up in this in this uh conspiracy 
and how, what your involvement is with this Duke's murder. So you mentioned it was an RPG, but what's the perspective of play? Is it like a third third yeah. person? Yeah, it's a third yeah. person. Um, yeah, third person. You have a three D environment, so you can you can spin the camera around, and nice. you're and you can also like run and jump. It's uh, you can jump up ledges and climb on ledges a little bit. It's not a main focus, but uh, yeah, that's that's how it's set up, and and the graphics are pretty good for back on the PS one. Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't popped it in and played it for a while, so I don't know how they. I mean, I think they still held up fairly well, but. Yeah, I saw some gameplay of it, and it did look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, now, how's the how's the controls though? Because I I find a lot of the, I don't know. It seems like a lot of the PS One where it's third person, it's like it's really hard to move around for some reason. I didn't I didn't think the controls were too bad. I mean, I'm not picky about controls very often though. I usually don't seem to have a a problem if they're a little bit if they're a little bit weird. But I mean, it 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 works pretty well. I mean, you don't really run into too many areas where you'll jump mm-hmm. and try and climb up something and it won't work um the combat the combat's cool too for controls because you can run away from the enemies and i know a lot of people don't like straight turn-based rpgs and this one they kind of change that up and if you've played parasite eve i love that system from that so it's very similar to that and i mean your weapons will have different ranges so if you have a longer ranged weapon your your sphere will be bigger and you can attack farther ranges um but it, but it does still have that RPG aspect of it, where if you're fighting something, it might take a while to beat things. You know, I mean, you're going to hit them for, you're going to bring up the attack, the sphere will pop up, and then you attack them once, and it'll deal like 50 damage or whatever, and then they attack you. So it's kind of a, a weird blend between action RPG and turn-based RPG. Nice, awesome. And so, did you say that you did you get the PSN one? No, I bought this right when it came out. I bought it back in 2000. Right, but the one that the one that's on PSN, did you get that? No, I didn't get that. No, I, is it is it is it like an enhanced version or is it just the straight up? No, it's PS1? just it's just a straight up port. And they okay. It, I, I was looking it up, and people have interviewed interviewed uh, about whether there will be not even a sequel, just an updated version. And it, he seemed like he was going to be looking into that. That's something that he would want to do. So I do think that they'll eventually maybe maybe upgrade it a little bit. I don't know how much. I don't think it would be mm-hmm. into into new current gen graphics or anything, but they they probably will up, update it in the future. At least I hope they will. And what does it run for usually on eBay? Last time I checked, it was about forty dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, because wow. yeah, that's why with the um, with the PSN, that's a good option for a lot of people. But the the weird thing about PS One is the RPGs on there held their value so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it, it's really tough to get a lot of those RPGs. Um, I mean forty dollars i don't I don't know when i when I buy RPGs I just I figure I'm gonna sink a good amount of time into them so I don't yeah. usually mind buying them and and for my collection i I bought a lot of the RPGs that's what I played growing up that's my favorite favorite game genre so well do you want these crappy RPGs that I have <laughs> yeah I, I'll take them. <laughs> all right I'll send them to yeah you. for sure man I you always guys keep trading crap with each other I got nothing. <laughs> No one's trading with me. What do you want? What do you want to trade? Yeah, what do you need? What do you need? I don't know. We'll talk after the show. Do you you actually have a (laughs) Sega Genesis? Yes. You do? Like a physical one that you put cartridges in? Oh, crying out loud. It's not not an emulator. I have a box of Genesis games. I'll have to to pick a couple and send them over to you. Okay. So, you know what? We're We're over two hours, just about. How is that possible? 
because we're having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's it's time to wrap up and maybe do a little shameless self-promotion. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and otherwise known as some plugs, and we'd like to plug ourselves um, oh, in this geez. section of the, of the podcast. <laughs> no, what I want to, what I really want to talk totally about. That's totally going to go into a, some kind of orgy <laughs> clip right there. <laughs> plug ourselves. Vintage plugs himself. <laughs> Film at 11. <laughs> Um, no comment on that, but what I do want to mention is there is a new Hit Reset Radio YouTube channel that uh, you guys should definitely go and check out. Uh, I've got a couple videos up there right now, and what I plan to do is every time there's a new episode, I'm going to do similar to what All Gen Gamers does, where they kind of put out like a teaser video, but what I'm going to do is put up a very short, maybe like two-minute video and it's going to be basically to another way to let you know that the podcast has come out because we only usually do this once a month. So this is just another way that you can uh, go ahead and subscribe to that. You'll get a video in your subscription box. It'll be like a two-minute blurb about just the gist of what, what the episode's going to be about. Yeah, it's and then not I'll the have full the... show. Don't start right. emailing us, oh, that was a terrible podcast. It's only two <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Don't do that. No, 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 no. It's it's a very brief couple clips put together, um, and then it'll have all the links to, you know, you could listen to it on the website, or there's a link to the iTunes. Uh, and then also, again, just a reminder about check out the forums yep. uh, for Hit Reset Radio, and the links to all this stuff is on our website, and it's also going to be on, on the YouTube channel. Right. So, hitresetradio.com if you want to leave some uh, comments in the forum you can just hit the purple button it'll take you to the forums if you want to leave a very simple comment uh, you can just put it right there on hitresetradio.com and uh, we'll be able to take a look at that right away you can go to youtube slash maincade m-a-m-e-c-a-d-e for all your videos on arcades and pinballs and whatnot. Uh, I've been putting up some uh, recent videos um, some uh, classic um, arcade games lately I put up a a video on Crossbow from Exidy. I put a video on Twin Cobra 2. Uh, and I put a video on Thunder Jaws, which was a, a cool game that came out from Atari. And Magic Sword. So there's a bunch of stuff that is very recent that I just put up. And uh, I'd love to see some comments if uh, anybody likes to take a look at that. Dinky? Uh, yeah, the best way, probably look me up on, on YouTube just for Dinky Dana. Also on Twitter, you can get a hold of me. That's probably the fastest way I'd be able to get back to you is Dinky underscore Dana on Twitter and then just regular Dinky Dana on Facebook. And then on my website, www.dinkydana.com, you can leave a comment on the podcast page or you can go to the bottom and hit the contact and that'll, that'll email me direct if you have any questions or things you want to recommend for the show. Very good. And uh, I am Vintage Video Game Geek on YouTube. Uh, I recently put up a review of Twisted Metal, the original one for PS1, uh, so check that out. And then I also did a, a video on my uh, handheld collection. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <The> handheld. <Yeah. laughs> Which, uh, yeah, when I I did I did a, a a tour of kind of my game collection, and I I referred to it as my handhold collection <laughs> on accident. <laughs> So I kind of that's what I named everybody I ripped named you on the that video. One. Yeah, the, I liked how you put that. Hold. I liked how you put that clip in the beginning of this one. <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, I needed to remind people because it was almost a year ago yeah. that I that I did my last kind of game room themed video. Um, so yeah, that that was actually a pretty fun video to do. Um, and then I'm also, as Dinky mentioned, I recently started a Twitter account, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out how that works with putting the at in different locations. Give it up. I see like pound ff, and I'm like, what is this? Friday. I'm really. I don't know what this is, quite <laughs> honestly. I don't understand, like, retweeting. and. Well, we'll get trying you all to versed learn. in that. Yeah, I'm trying to learn, but anyway, it's it's at Vintage, letter V, letter G, geek. So Vintage VG geek on the Twitter. <laughs> nice. The good news is we survived another podcast, and Mrs. Peel has not gone into labor yet. Awesome. Which is great, um, though yeah, I don't know about the rest of the one. Yep. Probably by the next time we have a next podcast, uh, there'll be an addition to the uh, to the family. That'd be awesome. Exciting. That is awesome. And you'll be revealing the name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On uh, will it be will it be something similar to your daughter's name? Uh, something to go with that? Yeah. For those people who don't know, I mean, I'm the big arcade buff, and of course, my daughter's name is Arcadia. <laughs> Believe it or not, there really Love is it. no link there. Right. Wink, wink. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'll, we'll do a big reveal. It's uh, it's something very Italian, I believe. Well, hey, seriously, John, uh, best of luck to you and, and Mrs. Pio, and uh, I'll definitely be praying for a, a healthy pregnancy for both mother and baby. Thank so you, brother. Thank you. Definitely, you know, send us a text, you know, when you get a chance so that we know. I'm going to send know, video. What are you talking about? We <laughs> <laughs> don't have a smartphone, right? though. So uh, send, send us a text. Send us a text. Just to let us know how you're doing. <laughs> Post that sucker. <laughs> awesome. Terrible. All right, well, that's that's all for this episode. Dinky, why don't you bring us home with some kind of fantastic ending that you've been planning? Yeah, see you next month. <laughs> <laughs> see you next month, guys. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. That's a rat. I heard the click of the mouse. Nice. That was Dinky's. Yeah, that was my mouse. Oh, crap. I forgot to I forgot to mention uh the drug in RoboCop 2 is Nuke. called Nuke. Nuke. Yeah, I know. Yes. I was going to bring it up too, but then go let anyone interrupt you. Nuke. Yeah, and then it and then it kept going so it was past that. Yeah, but you yes. know what? That's good. Maybe some people will tell us that, you know. They'll comment. I'll, I'll, it was Nuke. I'll put it I'll put it at the end of the show.